And hello, friends. Welcome to the R&R &R &R show, the pre-show. And of course, I thought I had it uh, working, but it's not working right now. Uh, I, I fixed the little titles below, Chris. And sure enough, when I started OBS again, it's not working. So, well, it seems to be working because you know what? I'm here and our special guests are here. Yes. We've got Ashton and Daniel from Shelfside. Hi. How the heck are you? Welcome to the R&R &R &R show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Feeling yeah. real goofy. I'm ready to throw some dice, ready to make some shenanigans happen. Talk about Ameritrash, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the shenanigans here. Mm -hmm, uh, folks, mm -hmm. if you haven't already uh, followed uh, Shelfside, check it out here. I'm going to drop the link in chat. Uh, it's our guest today, Ashton Daniel of Shelfside. That's their YouTube channel. Go check them out if you haven't already. Subscribe, hit the likes and subscribe buttons and all that stuff. Uh, we're super excited to have them uh, here. Um, that's Chris. true. They paid us. They paid us a lot, a lot of money to be on this stream because we promised them. He said, "Hey, we we're we're going into the buying subscribers and followers model." And so, Shelfside is official sponsor. Uh, it's just really effective if you're trying to grow a channel. Just just want to put that out there. Yeah. And so, totally not against them, EOS, Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> promised them that every single person here would go over and subscribe. And you don't want to mm. make. Well, you might want to make me look like a liar, but you don't want to make Ruel look like a liar. Exactly. So mm -hmm. go over, check their channel out. They do <laughs> they do really great stuff, uh, really funny funny skits and like really in depth in depth long form like reviews. We were just talking off camera about your your very long uh, Anne's Trespass Odyssey review, Daniel, which I know from all the people who I know who love Anne's Trespass audio. Uh, audio. They're in it for the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> the audio version of Odyssey. Um, <laughs> uh, they were saying that they that they personally love to review. So if you if you want to if you're interested in that or any of those sort of like larger stuff too to, to check out or just to have yourselves a little laugh, you can have both of those things on shelf side. Yes. We do our goofs, we do our mm. gaffes, we mm, do like yeah. our tomfoolery around here, yes. Yeah, good little giggle yeah. here and there, yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay, yeah. I got one thing working. I have our comment um, uh, thing working here. The Sea Otter says, T-minus 17 days until PAX Unplugged. Now, shall say, mm -hmm. are y'all going to go to the PAX Unplugged, uh, Daniel Nashton, or? No, or something else, aren't we? No, yeah. <laughs> but you've been to PAX Unplugged before, right? Oh, it's at PAX East. Oh, PAX East. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I also, haven't been to any packs. Ruel, have you been to multiple? Can you talk about the differences between the two? Uh, no, Not I've only been to Pax Unplugged uh, last year was my first visit. I loved it. It's Well, that, that plan failed horribly yeah. on my part. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It's it's. Um, I think a lot of people dig the vibe of Pax Unplugged because it's the last like big convention, board gaming convention of the year. So everyone's in a good mood. It's like, hey, we're done. It's like, hey, we're going to be chill. We're just going to play games. And there's no like super stress over like brand new releases or anything because it's pretty much the end of the year. So people are, are just enjoying gaming for what it is. And I personally love PAX Unplugged because of the red internal market right across the street from the convention center. Mm. 
I'm a big foodie and there's a ton of great food there. And that's uh, one of the big things I'm looking forward to there. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Chris, you're going to be also what, an excuse to justify you... holiday spending. <laughs> exactly, hundred percent. All your Christmas gifts, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for myself. Um, um, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Ashton and Daniel, you said you were going to someplace else. Are you going? Is it like an official convention or like a just a, what? What? What are you? What are you doing during that period? Uh, are, are we? I mean, also, it's <laughs> far away. Are we not supposed too, to talk about? Right? That? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, but uh, oh, we, I we, accidentally the yeah. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Yeah. You know, what? I should probably yeah. properly we, we, uh, we, 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 <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure you break any of your NDAs <laughs> right now. We're breaking so many terms. Yeah, yeah. Say, right? We're yeah. doing like a paid like bot viewers, right? We're doing like paid subscribers, paid likes, revealing things. Yeah. This is why people. This is why you tune into the pre-show because you get all the dirt. You get the scoop. Yes. <laughs> this is all the good this stuff. This is the right where it's at. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we may or may not have something in uh, early December. We'll still have to work out the details nice. on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I'm fairly certain you now really have broken your NDA by saying that you might be in a, a undetermined location. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Undetermined yeah. Thing. I think yeah. that's. I think that's pretty. Ah, uh, I don't know. You've given us too much. You've given us too many details. <laughs> You're in trouble now, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it is a uh, undetermined location outside of our studio. Thank God, yeah, Jim said every, the name. Which I told everybody, watch the name. out! <laughs> I totally know where this is <laughs> because if you see uh, Ashen or Daniel out somewhere, just anywhere, just anywhere in that time, you know that they're up to something shady. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know about shady, but it's hundred percent very. Yeah. Legal, it's, yeah, like, we'll it's the most legal you can get. If yeah. you were if you doing see that, them Jay, at the grocery illegal. store, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. We need to have a tweet. Uh, we need to have a th- uh, like a hashtag set up. Um, like uh, we need paparazzi on the look paparazzi. on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, I want to uh, say hi to everyone that's uh, hanging out with us in chat. Hello, a goblin slivers. Uh, sea otter appreciate y'all and um i've got so i I cannot get uh, stuff working today it is just one of those days it's i swear it's a monday but um i'm hoping this will work here i'm rebooting steam so we get your avatars on screen if you don't know what the avatar is folks if you're subscribing here to the channel you get your little stream avatar you get to do fun stuff we get to do the battle royales and hopefully it's working now people i hope they're showing up uh on screen i believe there they are yeah look at that Y'all are mm-hmm. getting ready to fight. Well, we'll do the battle royale in a few minutes here. It's perfect. You're you're just building the anticipation uh, because if you have if you have Amazon Prime, and let's be honest, probably a lot of you do. You yep. can use that free Prime subscription um, to subscribe down below, and it's free. You get one free a month with Amazon Prime, so you might as well spend it on this one because you get fun little perks. You get little side uh videos from richard about games it's okay uh not <laughs> he's not just gonna send you weird videos it's okay we'll give you links to where's them. our r and r only fans <laughs> yeah exactly it's the clothing hall yeah <laughs> that's a different channel yeah the clothing hall <laughs> um Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah. So why not spend your why not spend your Prime subscription here, uh, or you can subscribe to the channel, help support the help support the stream, help support um, us being able to bring guests and all that sort of stuff in. Uh, we're seeing lots of people chatting in. 
here. Yes. That's great. Hi, I see uh, Niva Dragons like hi from Malta. I thought I thought they were like hi from Mafia. And I was like, whoa, whoa. We are trying to dealers around here. Your mind is in the gutter, Chris. <laughs> from Mafia? No, the Mafia. I'm just. I was worried that they were coming about your NDA. Really, <laughs> that makes sense. Everyone's super shady because uh, I'd imagine a lot of you guys uh, in chat are also just at work on a stream. You're not supposed to be watching right now. Who am yeah, I? But we'll keep that in the quiet. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's what headphones are good for. Exactly. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. Second monitor. Get your all tap skills ready in case uh, someone uh, important walks by, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this guy said, uh, Nivid Dragon said, we have a mafia here as well. <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. Yep. Seattle works all right, from so home. I wasn't too far off. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> mafia's sitting around to make sure we don't break any news, apparently. Yeah. Um, Folks who just joined us, you're hanging out with a Shelf Side, myself, and Chris George. This is the R and R and R Show, episode seventy six. And what you're doing, what we're doing is we hang out with y'all for about the next 20, 30 minutes, uh, just chatting, getting to know the guys here, and then we're going to record our show, the top twelve Ameritrash games. And uh, Richard's going to be joining us through the magic of pre-recorded video. Uh, we've got twelve great games we're going to talk about, and then afterwards we're going to come back. I mean, everything's done live, but then we're going to hang out at the end and reveal some more of the games that didn't make our top 12, and we'll uh, wrap things up and then raid to another channel, because that's what Twitch is all about. We're all about, you know, bringing board gamers together through the power of the internet. So thank you for hanging out with us today, and um, I don't know, Ashton... Is it it 12 or is it 15? Uh, Are are, are you two doing a combo? I've got 12. Yeah, Yeah, so it'd be uh, three for both of us, yeah. Okay, wow. Cool, cool, cool. And Andrew Scott says, uh, this is show number 77. Okay, I had 76, but we will go with 77. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, and um, seventy six was just so much fun. We wanted to we wanted to do it twice. Yeah, so this will be seventy six B in my yeah. mind, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go to seventy eight. <laughs> exactly, we just skip seventy seven all. And just confuse people. We're gonna go to eighty after that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, shelf side. Tell us for those that don't aren't familiar with your work. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of your channel, what y'all do? Obviously, it's mm-hmm. board game related, but um, just give us the uh, the uh, elevator pitch on. Uh, actually, no, more than the elevator pitch, we want to hear a little bit more about the history. You want the of life story? You want the autobiography? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah. Exactly. yeah, we, we want, want the, the whole e hotel Hollywood story. That's exactly what we want. <laughs> well, it all started in a galaxy far, far away Perfect. when me and oh, Ashton wow. met in elementary school when we were seven years old, second grade. I think it was over Yu-Gi-Oh. I want to say it was over Yu-Gi-Oh. Handball. Handball? Yeah. Oh, okay. Handball. Yeah, Handball. You know, like uh, Foursquare? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was he over that. Yeah. And the recess blacktops, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh is cooler. Yeah. 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 And chess. <laughs> he taught me chess. Oh. I did. Wait, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Oh. You know what? That's probably why I remember it like, like <laughs> that. But point is, lifelong childhood friends, then sometime in high school, this dude got into board games. I had no idea what that even was. He was like, hey, come over and play board games. I think the first one I actually played with y'all was Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which is kind yeah. of funny. Uh, yeah, right. not the easiest one to jump into. Nice. It's okay, I'm big brain, so I'm good. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, from that point on, we played a lot of board games. Uh, and then eventually at some point, we're like, yo, we also like making videos because we also just like made goofy videos like in our free time. So we're just like, why don't we just make videos about board games? Mm-hmm. And from there, it turned into, yeah, we're doing reviews, we do skits, we do all sorts of just memory around here. It's like anything board game related that we can possibly think of. That's a video idea. We can make it. Boom. That's our channel. Shelf site. Two dudes making videos about board games. Yeah. Boom. That's it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can fill in some little gaps here. So uh, I think we used to make 
like music videos. I was like just getting into like camera gear. Yeah, well, you also did skits too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like skits and music videos, and they're just entirely board board game unrelated. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. at some point, we're like, oh, what if like we just make reviews? Because I was like really into like watching reviews for board games because buying board games to play with all their friends. We used to play a lot of like Bang and Cosmic Encounter, Resistance at the tables. Also, we play a lot of Yu Gi Oh. Went to a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of tournaments and stuff. I wasn't there for nice. a lot of the table stuff that wasn't Yu-Gi-Oh related. I was there for a lot of the you calling us over to your really dingy like shed in your mm-hmm. backyard. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, we gotta play these board games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on over, we'll play Game of Thrones. In my <laughs> dark shed. Yeah, six people sitting in a small shed was. Uh, those yeah. are the times. That's some those are the times. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We play a lot of BSG, right? Those are oh, those yeah. are the times. Yeah, nice. good memories. You would lean back on your chair, and then like the wall would be like right behind you. Yeah, dude, I smacked my <laughs> head against that so many times. It was unreal. <laughs> That's definitely a move of a Cylon right there. You're definitely a Cylon <laughs> yes. doing that. Listen, I was Cylon an unbelievable amount of times. I also have a very high win rate as that. So, uh, you know what? You might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, uh, just a quick uh, note here. Goblin was asking, no show last week. Is it not weekly anymore? Uh, we are still weekly here, uh, Goblin. I had to take last week off just because I haven't been feeling well. So, I've got more energy this week. So, we are here. Um, and the r and show... We actually do this bi-weekly, but there are, we yeah. do have a weekly show here on Twitch. Last week was the exception though, but we're back on schedule. Um, so uh, thank you again for your continued support. And uh, yeah, we've got the guys from Shelfside with us today. So what was the point guys when, you know, you went from, Hey, we're doing this uh, cool little thing, you know, filming videos and whatnot to like it blowing up. Do you remember the the moment that everything was like, Whoa, there was like way more people watching us than we thought, or it just took off. That's a good question. Uh, well, initially it started because like we were just both like, yeah, we want to be YouTubers because like, I guess at least for me, I don't know about you. I grew up in the era of like, you know, Gen Z kids who are like, yeah, we don't like idol like rock stars. Everyone just wants to be a YouTuber nowadays. So that was like where I was coming from. So I was like, I'm out of college. We're doing YouTube. Let's see how it works out. And it worked out. And then now we're here. We are. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. In terms of like when we realized it was like a thing, uh, it was like this weird like wobble combo back to back of like we had two videos that like broke out that like really pushed us past like the 1,000 sub milestone to start actually making like money off of YouTube. So that was the every Gloomhaven scoundrel ever and also the seven levels of board game collecting. Yeah, and those yeah. happened because of the pandemic. So uh, like the, what, eight months after college, we're just like making reviews like, you know, games we played before like Pandemic, Resistance, Coup. We're like, oh, you know, these are just games we want to talk about. But, you know, when you're starting out, you don't get much traction. So when yeah. the pandemic hit, we're like, well, we can't meet up in person anymore. So let's just work on some new types of videos. And we just both had these viral videos. So it just it turns out don't make reviews, actually. Just make <laughs> funny videos. And that's yeah. what gets you the views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah, right? Like, well, if the pandemic didn't happen, it yeah. would have not blown up, which is like weird to yeah, think yeah. about. Yeah, it is kind of weird to think about. Yeah. So, so now that I'm making this reviews. <laughs> so now that we're sort of like coming out of the pandemic, has have things changed on your end? Um, not only your creative process, but also the audience. Do you feel like the audience has changed uh, now that we're, I guess, quote unquote, post pandemic? I would say, at least to me, not really. It just feels like we just have more people watching us, which means there's just more comments, and more comments just means wider variety of opinions and takes being posted. Whereas before, it's kind of just like. I don't know what's going on because there's not really any comments because no one's watching. That's mm. can't really like make do with like, you know, like, I don't know if you have like a comment or two per video, then it's like, you don't really gain too many impressions. Whereas nowadays I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is a lot of people saying stuff. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember like one comment that I got. Now, now I look back, it's like so obvious of a fix, but I didn't realize it at the time. It's like, oh, hey, 
when you're doing component shots, you should just keep the camera steady because I used to like handheld it. Mm. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, that's so obvious. Duh, I should just put it on a tripod. <laughs> now it's like, but we wouldn't know that for like months and months because we watch about right. it. Oh, it looks looks good enough. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess I said we get like a lot of feedback that kind of just makes into videos for sure. Cause like I feel like um a lot of like I guess uh the older reviews tended to be like a little more long-winded than they need to be. And now mm-hmm. when we explain rules in reviews, like we just so briefly cover it, which is like mm-hmm. it's just like the minimum you need to know about how the game works, and then we're yeah. just gonna just jump into like you know pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, before we like base it's like I don't know, do like 10, 20 minute like rules overviews. And I was like, yeah, people want to know about the game, right? Like, I, I wanted to make these comprehensive reviews, but you know, people's uh, people are not really going to come to for, for that. They, uh, they they get to that part, and it's like, uh, why why wouldn't I just go to a, like a how to play? You know, like what this, yeah. this yeah. review? Tell, tell me how to think. Give me your opinions. Right. Yeah. Now I think that's a lot of uh, either YouTubers or uh, podcasts or um, you know Twitch streamers. We all like follow. I think it's one of those things. You're so enthusiastic, and you're just like, "Yeah, let's. We're gonna give everything you want to know about this game." And basically, I'm gonna read you the rule books. Like, no, you know, keep stuff. And you learn. It's like, oh, just keep things to the minimum, and then jump right into your opinions, or just actually showing the game rather than talking about it and going over. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's part of the the process or the evolution uh, that uh, a lot of us go through. Yeah, that's a huge one because when I was like first starting, I'm like, oh, everything must be written down. But now after doing the video, it's like, well, I can actually just show this on screen and that saves me like two sentences of talking. Maybe I put like a sentence on screen that's like not as important and they just keep the video moving. Yep. Yeah, it's the the classic, you know, show rather than tell. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very, very classic. Um, Yeah, so... Excuse me. Uh, sea otters redeemed a this or that. Thank you, folks. If you spend your rotter points, you could get all kinds of fun little things. We got this or that. We have uh, Ruel ranks and, and whatnot. And uh, feel free to spend your rotter points. We also have lots of great perks for all of you subscribers. Don't forget that if you subscribe, you can get discounts on rotter merch. And um, as Chris had mentioned earlier, we have a secret playlist of videos that Richard and Jen do that only subscribers get access to. And last I checked, I think there was like 22 different videos that are on this, uh, the, this month's list. So be sure to hit that like or hit those subscribe buttons folks. And, uh, your support means a lot. Appreciate y'all. Hey, Ruel, I think the answer is going to be no to this, but I need to know, um, do on the merch store, are there Rado running shorts? (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming because there, there really there should not. be. There should be. Yeah, I, I'm assuming they're not as well, but there <laughs> really should be. Dude, I would buy yeah. the heck out of a Rado runs like tracks. Yeah, I was gonna like, say, give me a yeah. yeah. just <laughs> squat down, hold like a cigarette, party, and just be like, you know, hey, you know what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. run around. It's like, this is side runs through. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have our models already for that, those shorts. We got our yeah. models right here, folks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. a whole like done up tracksuit. Yeah, like yeah, the, you know, the, send, yeah, send like it over. We'll do a light green. We'll, we'll do a clothing haul. I love send it. it. Nice. I love we'll do, it. Oh, you'll do, do a clothing haul video. I know the channel that can go on. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Prof One Two Three says we have an indoor hobby. Ready for, hey. Indoor hobby or not, um, I think running shirts are a good thing, especially if it's some. You can have multiple hobbies, Doctor Prof. Actually, no, that's that's true. You're not allowed. It's board gaming, and that's it. You're right. I I should be shamed. It's heresy that I have like a treadmill at my table and have running shorts, so I can get in my workout while playing games. I should probably get on that. You know, don't let's just forget. I said that I am total nerd. I don't do any exercise. All I do is board games. Erase that from your mind. I'll put on the tracksuit to play throw the burrito. (laughs) 
Oh, actually, there you oh, go. Nice. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah, this is a yeah. You need the you need the sweatband, mm-hmm. sweatband for sure, wristband, sweatband. Throw throw. Those are some air trash though. There's no dice. It's all still actually. You know that game yeah. has no randomness. Yeah, that's that's not air trash. Yeah, <laughs> I got a Doctor Prof. Uh, very treadmill full of games. Doctor Sort of like that's my funny. treadmill. You know, I've got my clothes hanging on. <laughs> I got I got the tracksuit on. I got a forty in one hand and Tacos El Gordo in the other. Oh yeah. <laughs> there it is. The magic word, folks. Tacos El Gordo. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Tacos El Gordo. Dude, okay, I'm just now imagining. Can you just paint this image in your mind. Now. This is so funny thing. Like, there's a Big board game table, right? You have like five players, everyone on their own treadmill. You're just walking and gaming. Like it's, it just, the image just looks so stupid in my brain. That would be great though, right? Because it is such a sedentary hobby that like, if there was, then that's the next board game table design because you have to have the the five way, the six way treadmill underneath (laughs) on your own, on your own player board that you pull out. You've got a space for your components and you can adjust your intensity Yes, and then you could you could house rule certain games where uh, if you make a move or somebody else makes a move, you get to adjust their intensity. Like imagine playing a game of Twilight Imperium, for example, (laughs) and you're like, oh no! You every time somebody attacks you, you just up their intensity. So by the end, people are just like, (laughs) imagine deal making for twelve hours. (laughs) I promise. To cease fire, <laughs> if you <laughs> stop attacking me and stop raising my speed. <laughs> you just uh, collapse and just fall on the table. <laughs> I yeah. love Can Scott's a, uh, comment here. Gaming AP has yeah. now been replaced with, I need to stop to breathe while taking my turn. <laughs> Can that we have our buddy Pranav make a table like that? That sounds like serious fun. What I we could be, do. You know, awesome. I feel like since Chris, you work for the WSBG. That uh-huh. that would be the place to do the first one because that would be hugely influential, right? You change it; it's really bringing in melding sports. We're gonna get yeah. like marathon runners to come in yes. and do the games, and that also would speed up playtime too. You have yeah. you know, people yeah. thinking about in Cascadia; they're like, oh, "No, I just gotta get off this treadmill, man." <laughs> you know, whenever it's your turn, the treadmill turns on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be even better. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And every like every. 20 seconds it goes up in intensity <laughs> yes yeah. oh, and, then it, and then it slows down to a walk slows down to a walk for everybody else right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i really think we're onto something here you would need a massive space to do that well oh, just yeah. a, just a room in your house but yeah, but, uh, yeah the treadmills are the cost you got to have matching treadmills yeah yep now we you like get, uh, extremely get, asymmetric <laughs> treadmills we like asymmetric gameplay right? uh, yeah yeah you're playing easier true. faction so your your treadmill is at like a steeper angle <laughs> right yeah, yeah exactly. like I'm walking stairs over there you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting raided by paula demi thank you paula so much for the raid welcome friends mm-hmm. Uh, to the Raw Runs Through channel. My name is Ruel Gabriel. Joined by Chris George and our special guest, Shelfside. We got Daniel and Ashton in the house today here on the R&R show. Uh, we're hanging out, getting to know the guys better, and we're going to be doing a top 12 list, the top 12 Ameritrash games. Uh, Paula, I believe today was uh, Final Girl Tuesday. Is that right? I hope uh, you survived uh, Final Girl. If not, let us know in chat. Uh, well, let us know in chat if you're okay, Paula, first of all. Um, okay, yep, it was Final Did Girl. you survive, Paula? Yes, that's the most important. Oh, yeah. Paula did not survive. Uh, oh. Not the Final Girl. Yeah. Oh, uh. wow. Oh no. oh no! This is this is the worst news I could ever receive today. Yeah. Where Can we go on the show? <laughs> uh, Paula says uh, she almost never does. Interesting. Wow. 
Mm. You know, it's I got yeah. There's this. They're broken. I had this fun moment uh, last year. I was at where was it? Geeky Tees in Burbank, California, a great uh, board game store, and uh, there was a party. I think it was. Uh, I forgot what the occasion was, but anyways. Paula Deming was there, and I had this uh, image where Paula w- literally walked by her, uh, you know that uh, game Final Girl, there's the character of Paula is in that game, and I, mm-hmm. I just vividly remember Paula walking by her box, it was such a surreal moment, it's like, look, the box has come to life, she just walked right across my field of vision, I, I don't know, it was really weird, it was really cool, uh, but thank you Paula again for <laughs> the raid, and Welcome, Raiders. Uh, we're doing some silliness here with the guys from Shelfside. We were talking about uh, their channel, and somehow that segued into a conversation about Tacos El Gordo, which seems to happen a lot with me and Chris. I don't know why. But, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Sponsor yeah. the episode. Yeah. Mm. Oh, if we <laughs> please do. Sponsor, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Tacos El Gordo, please. I want to eat while I'm in the street. I want to so eat fun. while I'm on a treadmill <laughs> while playing board games. Mm. With Ronnie's yeah. jumpsuit. Yes. Honestly, I think, I think <laughs> the treadmill board game table would work really well for Final Girl as well. Oh, right? As it right. goes along. Like, oh. you're, you're, you are running. You are yeah, running yeah. at yeah. that uh, or yeah, running yeah. away from that. I think uh, it's, uh, was it like a bloodlust? As that goes up, you're just increasing mm. intensity. Yeah. 100%, nice. right? As, that, as you get closer <laughs> yeah. and closer, you're just ready like... Like you're feeling, you were feeling like the final girl sprinting across that field, <laughs> ready to stab that that evil villain in the face. Oh my yeah, gosh. I, slivers! I, thank you for the comment. Paula plays every VR gaming better than actual VR world. gaming. Nice. You know, oh yeah. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna have our, our woodworker Pranav come up with something there. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> That'd be really fun. I think it'd be. I think it'd be great. I think. I think it might get tiring, like physically, after a no, while, no. and then oh, people yeah. would like would run away, like they do from normal treadmills. But even just, but even just like to have a walking treadmill while you're playing a game, I think would be really cool. Yeah, because it is like so sedentary, it, like not necessarily gamifying it and making it like so intense. But uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think there's a market for it. I really don't think there's a market for it. But I think it is really it's a really cool idea. I, I mean, if we're being ironic here, personally, I would love an adjustable like standing board game table because I, I do oh, have yeah. a standing desk that is adjustable. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. also have a treadmill underneath it, unironically. So sometimes yeah. when I'm just like editing or just browsing like social media or even playing games, like I don't know how I can do this. I can play games while on this treadmill because I've just got like brain rot or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, playing like Monster Hunter World. I'm like. Dude, I'm dodging everything somehow. I almost fell off that trumpet at one time. I'm very into the game. I'm, like, I'm still doing it. Nice. That's I, awesome. Packable yeah. sense of balance. Yeah, I, I love the idea of a, a treadmill while uh, playing uh, board games. It's, you know, we spend so many hours, you know, sitting and uh, APing out and everything. Why not get a little exercise in while you're, while you're doing it? Um, you know, there may not be a market for it, but I think there's a video for it to be had. Oh, and, I think there's a video for it, for sure. And I have a neighbor that has two matching treadmills, so uh, I think we can make it happen, yeah. Make it happen, guys. Well, under your under your standing desk, do you have the, like, the flat treadmill, Daniel? Yeah, it's flat. Like, it's not know, like uh, one of those ones that yeah. has like a handlebar mm-hmm. thing. It's just totally yeah. flat, so when yeah, I'm not yeah, using yeah. it, I can just leave it under the table. I can put my feet over 100%. it, like, it's totally fine. Yeah, I've been looking space, into you know? I've been looking into get, to getting one of those. My my girlfriend also has like a standing desk in her office, and she's been thinking about grabbing one. Yeah, it's very so, nice. Yeah, yeah. My uh, Just my wife keep, Michelle like, yeah. has one in her office, and she bought a second one for her um for her office at work, but it didn't fit right. It was like it just so I now have a treadmill here um that i'm nice. gonna bring in the studio here I, it's still out of the uh, uh the hallway but i will be bringing that in soon i can't start streaming on a treadmill you know 
Yeah. Just, like, yeah. Just, like, constantly, like, bobbing up and down. So, everyone's like, what was going on over there? So, anyways, folks. My number 12 game is, you know. Uh, by the way, I, I want like, to thank like... all the new followers. Appreciate y'all uh, for following. 100%. Be sure, to, if you have a Amazon Prime account, feel free to use it here on the channel. You get all kinds of great perks. Uh, we were talking about discounts on Rotto merch. Unfortunately, we don't have the Rotto runs through running shorts yet, but we've we've gotten requests for that. So that is what started this all. We, we can, we can make that off, happen, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I was going to cross her with uh, Adidas, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. I do I do really like that Scott O'Brien says, hmm, dexterity games while on the treadmill. Meeple Circus, can you stack oh, animeeples oh, while running, oh, right? Gosh. <laughs> I, did, um, I, did, I did a video with, with West Todd, if you know him. Uh, we, we did the Pocky One Chip Challenge, and then we played Hamster Rolly or hamster roll and it was very fun because our mouths were on fire we're like tears were streaming from our from our from our eyes nice. and we're trying to i'm trying to put like this piece on this little thing i'm like oh god it made it it really it really enhanced the experience like it legitimately enhanced the experience i had so much fun doing it oh, I love um, so i think like this that's similar of running right if you, that's the way to take the dexterity games up into the next level oh that's great i love <laughs> i have not played meeple circus in years that was a fun game i think that's one oh, of the fun uh, so games yeah very cool game yeah. um Appreciate y'all for hanging out. Um, uh, uh, Goblin says the Rotter runs through treadmill. Ooh, mm. get a branded treadmill up in the store. That'd be cool. We need to design yeah. a treadmill for solo board gamers. We're like, you know, like how treadmills there's like the handles and like the screen with all the controls. Why don't we just expand that to just like yeah. show up a table there so you solo Tabletop. board gamers can play a board game while just walking on the treadmill? Ah, man, there you go. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, you would. You would. You would feel great about whenever you played games because you're like, no, I'm 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 exercising, yeah, right. And you'd get to do, you'd feel great about when you're exercising because you get to be playing games. Exactly, totally. the win-win. I love it. And you still get to see like the board game classics, right? You have like I don't know, like a neoprene mat surface, right? Like the mm -hmm. race edges, or the dice don't fall off, you know. Catch the sweat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Cup holders there would also, you know, work while you're you know, you're working out, right? Yeah, yeah, lovely. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Uh... Friends, stick around. We've got a few more minutes uh, hanging out with the guys here, and then we're going to be recording live here uh, the top 12 Ameritrash games. So we're really looking forward to this. Uh, Chris and I were talking a little bit before uh, we came on live here about uh, some of the sources that we've got. And I'm very excited to be uh, talking about these games. So give us about mm -hmm. 10 minutes. We're just going to be hanging out here. Um, Ashton, uh, Daniel, anything else we need to know about your channel? What do you got? Uh, you got anything planned uh, in 
uh, upcoming that uh, you're excited about? Do you want to spoil or uh, break some NDAs while you're at it? Uh, feel free uh, to... Uh, well, talk. we definitely cannot talk about that secret NDA thing in December. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's not talk about that one. But uh, we got a lot of like playthroughs coming up. I've been trying to revamp that a lot. So we've been investing in like more gear. I think we have one on Sunday for all the guys. This guy just bought a crazy new light that can adjust to like a million colors. Very yeah, yeah. Cool. RGB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. RGB is the future. I'm working on an Everdell nice. review that's been in the works for like a year and a half at this point it was like filmed last year in like august but that got like jumped ambushed back to back by like oh, just a bunch of other games i had to just do and like right there's just an everdell review sitting there like it's all it's fully filmed it's have it hasn't been edited you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm also working on a uh, roy's game from uh, wsbg last light so Ooh, that, that oh, cool. is coming along yeah, yeah nice, nice. I've heard yeah. really good things. I didn't get it. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't get a chance to play anything at, at WSVG because I'm I'm too busy. But mm-hmm. but I I I saw a ton of people were playing it, and I think mm-hmm. it looks really cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that it's it's really succeeding, at least according to most accounts, in terms of uh, like it being a four X in like an hour, and just that yeah. smaller play time is seems so exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm absolutely blown away by that game. I have played it I think five times now uh, at eight players. Uh, with the expansion, two players, four players. And I think I might have played five-player game, but every single game literally has been no longer than sixty minutes. And um, cool. even the eight-player yeah. game that I played, eight players, wow, yeah, simultaneous play, yeah, simultaneous That's play. Wild. It's brilliant. The eight-player game uh, when Roy taught it to me the first time, it was fifty-nine minutes, and that included the teach. So it was just wow. like hmm. whoa, uh, just just amazing um, that he's yeah, been it- able to do that. It's really easy to teach because you just yeah. go through the cards and then that's it. Yeah. And the only thing that uh, where you have to like go in turn order was uh, I think it's the move move uh, action yeah, where command. you might yeah. be able to do some combat. But, mm-hmm. oh, man, it is so fast. And it really, uh, at least personally to me, I, it really captures the feel of 4X you know, within that hour time span. I mm-hmm. think it's a remarkable um, uh, design. I, I, I really love it. Um yeah, so there, folks, is a little spoiler to what might be on my game of the year list uh, for 2023. I, nice. Woo, oh, nice. It's, it's up there cool. for me. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite player count at it uh, out of those that you played? Um, I really, uh, I think four is solid, but I'm going to tell you that eight-player yeah. game was really fun. Was exciting? It, it cool. was exciting because, it, to me, you know, because I played eight-player games of Twilight Imperium, and that to I mean one hour took like that that's like one barely one turn or one round mm, in twelve right. period. Mm. What turn? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who's AP this <laughs> Yeah. It's like okay. Yeah, I'm the oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> but that eight player game of last light, having for us to go and someone got twenty victory points or twenty light within under an hour just really blew me away. And it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of like, cool. you know, a lot of action and it was just so quick. And it's it's yeah, it's a blast. I, I think it's a masterpiece personally, but just my two cents uh, for now. We will save. Uh, I'll save my raving for another video. Um, but yeah, we've got a few more minutes here. Anything else we should uh, go over, Chris? Um, before uh, we sea go- otter did redeem as this or that, so I don't know if we got time to to do that right now, Ruel, or not. Yeah, why don't, well, we, we got a few minutes. Why don't we do a quick this or that? Uh, Daniel Ashton, what a this or that is. Our friends in the audience, they're going to give us two choices. It could be something like peanut butter or jelly, work replacement or tile lane, um, Dorf Romantic or Twilight Imperium. And it's up to us to pick one of them. And 
that's mm-hmm. that's this or that. that that's, that's it. That's you either it. Okay. pick this yeah. or you pick that. That's, yeah. There well, is. I was gonna understandable. I was gonna ask what's going on with you guys, but uh, if we get the this or that, then uh, I guess we have to t- answer that. Yeah, let's do. Well, it. I mean, we can, we're we guests can. of honor. So <laughs> yeah, it's it true. Like, we're we're, we're pathetic little worms compared to you two beautiful angels. Exactly. Okay, Goblin's got the first one, folks. Watching, please give us this or that's for our friends uh, Dan Ashton, and then um, uh, Chris and I will answer as well. But uh, here we go. Goblin leads us off with a solo game or an eight-player game. This or eight that. Eight-player game, easy. Eight-player eight player uh, game, for like sure. Eight-player? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for most games, I would say eight-players. I love having more people there. The more, the merrier. The more chaotic. The more tomfoolery. The more shenanigans. Mm. Much like the Ameritrash games we're going to be talking about very soon. Again, mm-hmm. I, I, I would agree. In, in honor of our Ameritrash... Uh, um, topic this week. I will go with eight players. Um, eight players. You're going yeah. eight player. I thought you would say solo, Ruel. I was really close to doing. Yeah, I love solo gaming. But again, in honor of the today's topic and our friends uh, uh, here, I'm going to go with eight player. I think last light might have uh, tipped you over, huh? I, I think it did. Yeah, <laughs> just talking about all that last yeah, light. Oh yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here just having it. a bunch of people in a room together, just having a grand old time, just being a bunch of goofy goofballs. Man, that is a blast. It mm. is. The yeah. first yeah. confluence. Crazy, man. That was one of my favorite things of all time. That's not nice. uh, Ameritrash, but I mean, that's still just, well, might as well just be as chaotic. Like, mm. just people just yelling numbers and cubes for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. need to play that game. I've heard nothing but good things about uh, of that game. I, I would love to play. I know it's like a convention style game. That's the game you want to play at a convention. Uh, really? Oh, okay. Or someone's, uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. That's probably the easiest way to get like a bunch of people in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's one of those games I where the more people are. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 go for it. I was just going to say this because the more people that are in that game, this, the more trade possibility there yep. is. And like in that game, it kind of scales off your imagination because you can come up with the most like stupid deals and the trading is so freeform that you just like, like at a certain point, you're just like trading fake things. Like you're just like, uh, can I trade off my loan to that guy? Like, we like, we've invented credit in a board game, you know, like yeah. <laughs> we've inflated the numbers awesome. and we just made points out of thin air. Like it's great. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, we got our friend. Yeah, I think Selman. people. Oh, sorry. I was just saying. Uh, we got our next. And this or that from yeah, our yeah. friend Selman. It says poutine or nachos. Uh, Who say nachos? Poutine is uh, what again? <laughs> uh, uh, fries, the, gravy, cheese yeah. curds. Yeah. Oh, okay. You've watched okay. Okay. South Park. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It just makes uh, nachos for me. Yeah. It's yeah. a Canadian staple. Yeah. So, but also I I'm hope nobody offends. Food, so offends the canadian in this call no, not me not me <laughs> ah, sorry. i would i would also pick nachos though. oh you would I, I for sure you're food yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, my I mean, life changed yeah. the moment yeah. i had nacho quesadillas from san diego i was like oh my God, oh that nice. is magical yeah. i'm sorry but uh no gravy no syrup no mousse is gonna change that as kind of, <laughs> oh my god yeah a good nacho yeah, it's too good. I, I do love say, uh, poutine though, but yeah, nachos for me is is for sure. Nacho and nachos are more shareable too. Exactly, um, yeah. because like you don't want to be going in with people's forks and the sloppy yeah. gravy. Yeah. No, you just want to be able to take a ch- thing with cheese. Nachos, you can you can put a bunch of stuff on both, but like I just think nachos can can be eaten. At, at more states of being mm. as well. Agreed. That's why yeah. it edges it Absolutely. out. What time is it? When when is lunchtime? Oh, it's not <laughs> for me. Well, speaking of the food thing, why don't we go one more? Uh, we'll do beer this time. IPA or stout? Mm. Well, I don't uh, drink a beer. Yeah, I don't really uh, drink. I'm sorry. I, I partied way too hard in my <laughs> younger days. And uh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of done with that, actually. Yeah. I'm I'm at that point, too. I, I Well, many years ago, I, I, had, I may have had a few adult beverages, but... If I had to pick between an IPA and a stout, 
I think I'm going stout. Uh, I've probably I'd, had I'd more go IPAs in my life, but I, I prefer stouts. What about you, Chris? I don't, I don't, well, I don't drink that much either. Really, okay. I barely drink at all. Um, but I would go stout because I, I had Guinness in, uh, yes. in Ireland when I visited my friend there. So. Guinness is delicious. And that was enjoyable. Yeah. So um, go. Goblin asks, theme you hate or mechanism you hate? Which would you choose? Theme oh. you hate or mechanism? I don't know if there's anything I outright hate. Like, I think most things I enjoy if it's done well, honestly. I have a very uh, eclectic taste. Yeah. I just kind of enjoy stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know what? That was clever. That worked well. Like, I like that. Okay. I think possibly the only thing I don't like is like, I guess like solitaire feeling Euro games. Cause it's like, I'm here to play board games with a bunch of dudes hanging out and we want to like, yeah. you know, have a grand old time. And if we're kind of just all sitting there doing our own thing, it usually just devolves into us just kind of talking about like unrelated things while everyone's just kind of playing the board game. Mm-hmm. Which is nice, no, but then I also would think that there's other activities I'd rather be doing that isn't board gaming if we're going to just talk about, you know, our, our lives yeah. and such. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say I kind of vaguely, like, a mechanism I don't like is engine building, where the game doesn't have enough time for the engine to really play out. Mm-hmm. So, like, tableau building for Wingspan, it felt like, yeah, you're building a tableau, but it just doesn't really, you don't really get to use it that much before the game ends. Really? Okay. What? Yeah. The- Dude, I was firing on all cylinders like all the time. I was playing. I, do I, I mean, you're really good at the game. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, but I, but also, yeah, the whole uh, solitaire thing is also not too great. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that in those sorts of engine builders, it's really it's a really fine line because you don't ever want it to be amazing. Because I think I think part of the reason that a lot of games keep keep coming back or keep you coming back is because they just stop right before that like amazing thing is yeah. about to happen, <laughs> you know, but, but when, but it's also nice having that amazing thing happen. So I think that's a, it's a really fine line to sort of uh, balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you had to choose to play something with a theme you hate or a mechanism you hate, what would you choose for me? I'd probably play with a theme that I hate only because yeah. there are certain 100%. mechanisms. I, like I'm not a social deduction fan uh, at all. Like mm. I will play them, but I'd rather it, like I'm not a Cthulhu fan, but I think I'd rather play a, like a Cthulhu worker placement game rather than like an awesome themed social deduction game. But but again, that's just me. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I would pick theme. I, I I would prefer to play a game which theme I hate. I mean, I can't really think of a theme I hate. Mm. Maybe yeah, something honestly, that's that, like yeah, that's not coming to me. Honestly, yeah, I mean, maybe something that's like extremely offensive to me. That's but, what I was oh, thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, something that's like really offensive to your core moral values. Yeah. That's the only thing that I would feel like a theme that I would hate. Yeah, and true. I'd be like, yeah. it would it might feel yucky. But I think I'd rather that yuck than have to play with like a a boring or a me- or a mechanism that I dislike. Right, right, right. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, if it was a theme that was like so utterly detestable, then I guess I'd yeah. pick a mechanism I hate. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, there's a line. <laughs> yeah. There is like, a, a line. The mechanism you hate is never going to like infringe on like your like your memories <laughs> yeah. and right. yeah, yeah. 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 Or yeah. people or people's like rights. Whereas like a bad yeah. thing can get really bad. Yeah. Really yeah. bad. Yeah, that That's is true. fair. Yeah, that that is fair. Uh, he just asked one hundred fifty dollars yeah. game and free shipping. Versus a hundred dollar game and fifty dollars shipping. Oh, one fifty, hundred percent. Yeah, nothing beats free yeah, shipping, right? More value. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah. more value. Is, you know, yeah. one fifty. Totally. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. We're forgetting. <laughs> it's tax, not the same so cost. Probably whatsoever. actually save more money with a hundred dollar game and fifty dollars shipping. But I'd rather play the one fifty dollar game usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, uh, John, why can we live in a place where taxes are just automatically added on? We have to like remember to like, oh right, yeah, tax after. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Our friend John Tripp uh, just comments: nachos are more Ameritrash for sure. Um, Sunnit asks: sandals with socks or without? <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn sandals with socks in my life. Before. I also rarely wear sandals, so that's also uh-huh. a thing. But see, I've got some flip flops. I've got some some flip flops where I take the garbage out, and I'm not going to take my socks off to put those mm-hmm. flip flops on. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah. Same. I mean, also, like, I play basketball, so you're going to have your yeah. socks in your sandals walking to play basketball. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, meanwhile, yeah. for me, if I had to take the garbage out, I just have like these extremely old, possibly ten year old, just like destroyed running shoes just by the door <laughs> that I can like huh. slip my feet into, and like. <laughs> The shoes still go yeah. over like my feet. Like they're just that like bent and worn. So it just, it just kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> they just resorb your foot every time you step on top of them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got the tiny thing. You just shove the foot in there. And it's like, wow, look at that. It's like an Iron Man transformation to like the stupidest way possible. Like where it's like kind of. Why don't you just like cut off like the back half of the shoe at that point? Because then you have a sandal. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just like against sandals. Uh, nice. <laughs> Uh, let's <laughs> let's do one more, and then we can get on with the show. Uh, che, our friend sure. Cheese uh, says, "Mind Clash or Eagle Griffin?" Wow, that's a tough one. I think I have my answer, though. I have. I'm I'm going Eagle Griffin. I play more of their games than Mind Clash. As much as I love, what's the one I really love from Mind Clash? I really love uh, Tricarion. I think that's a brilliant game. Yeah, um, but I tend to play more Eagle Griffin. They've got uh, they have a bunch of lighter games that I enjoy like Can't Stop, For Sale, and things like of that nature. But any mm-hmm. thoughts from the rest of y'all? I think I'm dumb and I haven't played any Eagle Griffin things, so that doesn't sound familiar to me. Hilariously, I played like quite a bit of Mind Clash games at this point, though, because one of our friends mm-hmm. loves heavier games. Yeah, and uh, it kind of ended up being brought out as a result. Yeah, yeah, Mind yeah, Clash. I have like crazy have... memories of like games like sort of like Cerebri as an example. I'm like, wow, that was mm-hmm. whew, that mm-hmm. was that was a lot to think about while playing that game. Wait, is Serbia the one with the personalities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I played one of each of those, so I don't really have too much of an opinion. Okay. So Indian was, Gold is... Was Nuclear Mind Clash in my dumb? That is uh, Board and um, Dice. Board and Dice. Okay, yeah, but it's one of the designers that makes Mind Clash. <laughs> oh, that's what I was Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, I would go with Mind Clash, though, because yeah. Anachrony is Mind Clash. And Anachrony, I that's right. love yeah. Anachrony. Mm-hmm. And Septima, which just now is starting for, to fulfill the backers. I did a demo of that at Origins, mm-hmm. and that I think is really fun. Nice. Voidfall is also Mind Clash. I do oh, like Lacerda, yeah. though. That's the and thing. Lacerda's All Lacerda always games are Eagle over there. Griffin. Yeah, and Ethan mm-hmm. Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think I'd go with Mind Clash, though. Just, it just edges it out over, nice. over Lacerda. Yeah. Wow. Wow, the hot takes, folks, are coming in. Hot takes. Hot and heavy. Uh, thank you for that. Um, who who redeemed that? I believe it was, well, whoever sea redeemed otter. it. Yeah, thank you for the this or that. Uh, thanks to the guys from Shelfside for participating. And uh, we're going to reset here, folks. We are going to be getting ready to do our top 12 list. So what we do oh, yeah. is we do this as a recording for YouTube. Uh, so we're going to we're not going to chat with you all in the audience uh as much as we do uh, during the pre-show and post-show. So stick around for the post-show because after we get done recording the top 12, we're going to hang out, we're going to share some games that didn't make our list, and we'll uh, hopefully have some time to answer some questions as well. So before we get going, though, we've got to do the Battle Royale. So all of you who have little avatars get to beat each other up for the next minute or so. Uh, let me type in the app or the command. There it is. And I don't know if y'all are going to hear the music. It all It comes and goes, but... Y'all are going to get dropped off. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Someone, someone, I hear it in my head, so that's all that counts. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, here we go. So there's the fight. Y'all are fighting. We got Corthane. We've got Feldfan. We got Dr. Prof. We got Andrew Scott in the middle of things as usual. <laughs> B. Travis is I'm there. Changing for the white cube guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy's cool. Yeah. That looks like a dice. Yeah. Ameritrash Bill represent. <laughs> Billy Pratt, I think. Might be Billy <laughs> Pratt. Let's, let's go, Billy Pratt. Come on. Go, Billy. Oh, no. Oh, okay, you no. know what? Green cube. All right. We're voting uh, for the cubes here. Yeah. I think yeah, let's win. go. With yeah. Feldfan. Yeah. Feldfan. Feldfan 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 going yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. As yeah, long as a cube you're... wins, I'm happy. Uh, Come on, cubes. Cube Corthane's going towards those health packs. Oh, oh, oh Corthane. Corthane might take it out. This is it. Oh, no. Okay. It might be. Oh, there's a... Oh, <laughs> baby. Meritrash is Feldfan. saved. Yes. There you go, Feldfan. Meritrash is GG. saved. You get 100 points. Do the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one lost. We can't do the show. Yeah, it's true. Just doing something wrong with it. So, well, things were getting dicey. Yeah. <laughs> mm, wow oh, i see what you did there oh, hmm. okay um let me make sure i've got everything set up on my end uh that is good yay and um all right so that is not working darn um i will love show. it when things don't work yeah, yeah. yeah. But that is the way of life it is kind of like an ameritrash is when you roll the dice and it doesn't go your way. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You just deal with it. Dr. Prof, you were so close. You had a better chance this time, but you didn't make it. Well, there's always next time. Don't you worry, Dr. Prof. That's right. Okay. All right. Um, Daniel, Ashton, how are you guys feeling? You, you good to go? Ready to Let's go. Let's do it. All right. And Chris, my friend, how are we? I'm doing? ready. I'm excited. All I'm right. really excited to talk about this list because, uh, yeah, well, I'll talk about it when we start talking about our list. Exactly. <laughs> Let me switch over to this scene real quick. We're going to, I'm going to spoil something real quick. Uh, okay. uh -oh. That works. Uh -oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're good to go. All right, friends. Uh, here we go. And going to do a little intro. And then Chris and I will um, do our do our intros and we'll uh, jump into the list. We'll introduce you again as well, just yeah. to, for, for those that are only tuning in on YouTube for the, for the main list yeah. as well. And the way the order works is Chris, you're going to go 12. I'll do 11. Mm -hmm. Then um, Ashton Daniel do 10. Then we'll do Richard. Uh, Richard will be the video for number nine and so forth. And I hope. Um, okay. We're good to go. All right. Hey everybody, today on the Rod and Run Street channel, it's the R&R&R show, and welcome friends, I'm Ruel Gaviola, joined as always by my co-host, Chris George. Chris, how the heck are you, my friend? I'm feeling fantastic, I'm feeling great, I'm ready to check some dice, and I'm thrilled because of our two guests here, we have Ashton and Daniel from Shelfside. How's it going? What's going on, everybody? Hey yo, yo, yo. Yeah. So, folks, uh, if you um, haven't already, check out the extended version of the show. The links are in the show notes below. Mm -hmm. We got to know uh, Ash and Daniel really well. We had, we had a lot of fun. It was a really great pre-show. <laughs> yeah, it's actually so. a pretty good one. Normally, <laughs> we tell you to check it out, but I think check this one out for sure. It's fun. So be sure to hit that link, and uh, you'll you'll see all kinds of fun stuff. And also, we're going to be sharing some more things at the end of uh, the extended edition, where you're going to see some more games that we're going to talk about. Because today, we're doing our top 12 Ameritrash games. Chris, this is going to be a fun list. We were talking about this off mm -hmm. air. We've been looking forward to this one. Uh, so why don't we have you kick things off, uh, Chris? Sure. Uh, before we start, though, I want to know how everybody kind of decided on their lists. And because I feel like Ameritrash is 
it's not a contentious term, but I feel like it means different things for for people. So, so for both uh, the shelf side crew and you, Ruel, what, what did you what what do you what do you look for in like a really good Ameritrash game? Yeah. So me personally, I was looking for super thematic games. Like that's the first mm-hmm. thing I think was like theme above mechanisms. And uh, the you know the thing I think about the most is Ameritrash. You know, you got the themes and you do have dice. You're gonna be chucking dice. And sometimes you can get lucky. A lot of times you're not. And that's just part of it. Whereas, you know, where it's versus like the whole um, idea of like a Euro game, right? Where it's super efficient, super mathy and stuff like that. No, Ameritrash takes a different approach. And I tend to look at it like older games that, um, you know, I played when I got into the hobby. And uh, there's mm-hmm. still a few of them that I, I still enjoy. What about you, uh, uh, Daniel and Ashton? How, how do you think of, what do you think about uh, Ameritrash? I super agree with that take because uh, when theme is extremely important, it kind of like helps you manage your expectations of the roles. Because like now, if you're super invested in say like what this character on the board is doing instead yeah. of like just purely mechanics, then when the dice go either way, it's much easier to envision like oh, some goofy shenanigans happened to that guy, or maybe yeah. that guy super succeeded because he just happened to nail that one i don't know skill check or you know shot or whatever you want to call the thing that you had to roll the dice for yep cool yep. and then when yeah. in doubt uh, we just check on bg as our last <laughs> little resort 100 <laughs> yeah. yeah. judgment to yeah. the authority of exactly. the online forums nice yeah yeah Hundred percent. I I was like, okay, BGG, give me that category. Let me scroll through <laughs> for ideas. Ameritrash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All yeah. Right. yeah. And I was realizing doing this list too that like I I find I thought way back when I started my started my board gaming journey I was like oh yeah I, I was like really into Ameritrash and now I feel like my my personal tastes have evolved to skew more Euro and so it was kind of nice to to go back and think about like oh yeah there's that game and this game but again like focusing on theme and focusing on story right the emergent story that happens and like how much you can really just get invested in what's happening I never get invested in my farm in Agricola. I'm never, I don't, I don't care. Um, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can't wait for that sheep to go into that pen. What a lovely story that is. No, I get invested. I get invested in like the story of the games for Ameritrash as well. So like the story and, and, and that, that I think ties in with theme was like a huge, uh, huge part of it for me as well. How could you, Chris? You're playing with people's lives. <laughs> they're starving. <laughs> they are starving. And you know what? They, they're going to keep starving because I got too much to do than to go fishing today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Times are tight, family. And you're going to have to you're going to have to figure it out, even though, yes, I would love you to bring some new someone new into this world. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I desperately need the workforce. Um <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. So I'm kicking things off, right, Roel, with yes, number 12? please do, with number 12. All right. So my number 12 uh, is a game that I think it, it's kind of one of my favorite sort of um, – uh, it, it creates a really fun pulpy story. It's sort of like my 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 pulpiest thing on this list, and that is uh, Last Night on Earth, the oh, zombie oh. game. Even even the, like, the, the box – looks like a cheesy 80s zombie horror movie. All the components give you this like stereotypical archetypical archetypical um, style of of game. Uh, you're gonna have your quarterback as a character, your cheerleader. And so it's a one versus all it's our team versus team. I've played it in, in kind of both capacities. Uh, I 
I just remember, I remember things from this game, right? You're going to try to defeat the zombies according to a scenario. There's going to be multiple scenarios. There might be a big house in the middle of the board, whatever. And some people will play the zombies and try to move them towards you strategically. And you're going to be searching frantically through houses for weapons, etc., and then rolling dice for all of your checks. And I just remember the quarterback going on this run bursting through this pile of zombies like he, he rolled to get out but was able to escape burst through another pile of zombies rolled to get out was able to escape was running madly like across the field got to a door and then the door was locked and he could not break down the door and then the zombies swarmed and ate him right and that's a quarterback you know all muscle no brain mm. yeah exactly it's like this the, it, it, he was pushing it was a it was a pull door he was pushing exactly yeah <laughs> You just but, can't but read. Fact- you know, we can only blame him. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not his fault, right? But the fact that that this game could provide me with that sort of like story, I think is is a really nice. Uh, it's a really nice take on this sort of like zombie genre. And and so I was contemplating like putting Zombicide on this list. And I don't know if it's going to be on anybody else's or whatever, because that's a lot of dice checking as well. Um, but I, I left that off because the last R&R show we did was like minis games. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking stuff like zombie and st- uh, zo- um, stuff like Zombicide and et cetera. And I tried not to not to include those sorts of titles, even though I think I would rather play Zombicide than I would play Last Night on Earth personally. Uh, but I, I did want to give the shout out to Last Night on Earth because it, it really does kind of it, it amplify that pulpy nature. I di- it didn't overstay its welcome as well. It was able to just be like, all right, yeah, play that around Halloween and then see you later, you know? Uh, so that's, that's our number 12 last night on earth. Yeah, dude, that nice. is the old school Ameritrash selection. Yeah. 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 I, I remember I found out about it through Will Wheaton's tabletop a couple years ago. Mm, yes. I never ended up like pulling the trigger because it was a bit out of my price range. There's always something else to buy. But a couple years ago, I played on TTS, and I was like, "Wow, this this game checks off all the mayor trash stuff." Like, you got the yeah. priest, <laughs> yeah, and then like just like old pickup truck you can drive around. There's even like a card where like characters can like make out with each other. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. It has all that stuff. Yeah. I bet. Oh, I bet it's in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I that's in like, your your special I, copy. I think the card was like, "Oh, it's like our last night on Earth. We might as well just do whatever." <laughs> Amazing, right? Yeah, like it, yeah. it's got so many of those fun. It's goofy, right? I think of Ameritrash mm-hmm. almost a bit goofy too, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's just it's just emblematic of that sort of that kind of fun nature right or at least a pulp pulpy is goofy to me and so yeah that's why i wanted to give it give it the shout out that it deserves i don't think it deserves to be higher on this list but i think it deserves to be on the list for sure i think something happens yeah. in a lot of these like old school maybe pulpy ameritrash games like you go to a place and you search there for items right <laughs> like yeah. uh dead of winter has this betrayal has this and final yeah. girl has this and now uh yeah last line on earth has this like you pick up an yeah. axe or like a handgun or a bible yeah, you don't yeah. know what you're gonna get, and it'll create a cool story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I still want to know if this makeout card's a real thing, or if this is like a house. Rule that came <laughs> <up with us. laughs> I will look it up right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to our number eleven. Uh, this is my call uh, for our our combined list number our twelve uh, Ameritrash games. So this one is an older game, and I I remember seeing this as a kid, and I've never played it until recently. Uh, with a Good Time Society crew, the number 11 is a game called Hero Quest. Uh, Hero Quest is a game from Milton Bradley. Remember that, that company? They still make games. Uh, here I am with uh, Becca Scott, uh, Michelle Wynn Bradley, and Bosnator. We're playing Hero Quest. This is 
you know, we were just talking about the typical Ameritrash games, right? We got tons of theme, tons of dice. Uh, HeroQuest took it up a notch. This was back in the 80s. They had like 3D uh, furniture and 3D weapons and all, all this cool stuff. So you're dungeon crawling. And what's really neat is it was a campaign. You literally had characters that you could build upon. So you get items and then for the next game, hey, I got that axe from the last game. I can use it this game. I'm more powerful. Um I, when I play this again, I had never played this until recently, and I thought it was a blast. It was really, you know, very. You could see a lot of the influence this game had had over the years on other ones. Like I see a lot of um, what is the game Descent, uh, Journeys in the Dark, yeah. uh, the mm. uh, you know Dungeon Crawl. I feel like they took this. This was like their template, and they just built upon this. And Hero Quest, what that built upon was in the '80s. You know, they had Dungeons and Dragons, but instead of role playing game, they decide, hey, let's make it a board game. So they made it even more accessible. You have your, you know, standard characters. You have your barbarian. You have your wizard. You have a cleric, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In this game, I play the barbarian. So I'm just like busting through doors, going through stuff. And Becca, who was the game master, so you actually have a game master. It's like one v all. Uh, she's like, okay, so what do you want to do next? And I was like, I want to go through that door. I'm gonna go beat the bad guys. And she's like, okay, you just fell in a trap. I'm like, oh, great, thanks. And <laughs> So I had to roll, I took damage, and my character may have died off a couple times, but that's the fun of this, right? It's just, it's silly, good fun, but at the same time, you can totally have, there's strategy to it, like, right, you don't just barge in any door. You should be able to, there's a thing, I, I don't know if it's called um, line of sight, but they have a similar thing to it, like, where you can look into the door, like, oh, okay, that looks a little shady, maybe I peek. should use this or that. But, oh my gosh, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoy this way more than I thought I did, honestly. Um, but I can see why it's a classic for a reason. And when I think Ameritrash, I think Hero Quest. Uh, now, were you playing the the remake, uh, like the the, re or were you playing like an OG version? I, I was know? playing the remake. Yes, this this is the yeah. remake. So they have they redid it, and you know they have a new. I think it's a new campaign. It's still like fourteen games or whatever, but it's been updated. Uh, so so uh, some of the mechanics and stuff, but it's still at its heart. It's uh, Hero Quest, right? You are rolling dice. Uh, yeah, your yeah. you know combat and uh, picking up items to do and it's really neat because that basic board there uh with the different things that you have in your uh disposal uh, for the campaign you're gonna you know change up the dungeon and stuff and if you play right. any dungeon crawl any mo modern dungeon crawl you're gonna see a lot of similarities to the old school hero quest but that is our number 11 thoughts uh friends uh, have you played or if you haven't mm. would you consider playing hero quest Good selection. Yeah, yeah, I actually, definitely have. I have uh, yeah. very vivid memories of being the barbarian as well and also doing nice. the dumb thing where I just like scream loudly, run through the door, and yeah. end up in a possibly bad situation. Sometimes it works out great though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just run in and a goblin's instantly dead and the whole room's scared. Yeah. I was very lucky to get this game at a garage sale. One of our neighbors was moving oh, away and I nice. got this for like five bucks, the original wow. 1980s version. Whoa. So we played that a lot with a lot of different friend groups and we just, you know, like when you're young, it's it's like the yeah. best thing ever. It's like oh, I've for never sure. gotten to play like as a dwarf and walking around and searching for traps and and getting all these weapons. Yeah, so that was like mind blowing for a lot of people. And then they looked it up on eBay. They're like, wait, three hundred bucks? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best thing about HeroQuest is when I you was get trying so hard not to say that. Yeah, yeah. five dollar version out of HeroQuest is the bronze sword. The best thing about HeroQuest is the gargoyle. <laughs> These minis, simple. You can tell what it is. I don't remember the Yeah, it's like, now before Games Workshop was like this, now it's run by a bunch of... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Hero Quest, uh, really, I, 
I had I, coming up with this list was a lot of fun, and when I saw Hero Quest, I knew it had to be on my list, and I'm I'm glad that we all nice. have some kind of experience with it. Um, let's move on to our friends from Shelfside. You are going to be giving us our number ten on the list of top twelve Ameritrash games. What you got for us? Yep. So this one, I don't know if it's going to show up on screen or whatever, but uh, this one is Star Wars Rebellion. Nice. We may have yes. a big okay, that, that. Uh, let's see. Oh, I press this go. button. There Look at go. this. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Star Wars Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, I, so, I know I know him. Yeah, yeah this that, guy looks well, super he, Is familiar. that some type of Jedi Master over there? Wow. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Star Wars Rebellion is, <laughs> is, I think, like, I know we've been talking about Meritrash, how it's very thematic and a lot of dice rolling and you get invested but the mechanics aren't the most important thing but you want the story but star wars rebellion hits like all the marks for me it has like the the fundamental sci-fi or quintessential star wars star wars (laughs) star wars is what you're trying to say you got the rebel base versus the empire you know jedi versus sith you got to find the rebel base so that's a huge thematic thing but also leads to really cool gameplay because the rebel base is hidden and the empire has to find it and wrapped into all that is this your idea of you have these different leaders, which are like, you know, Obi-Wan, Han Solo, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine, and they go around the map doing different things. So they all have different stats. And then you get to build the Death Stars, AT-ATs, you have your Rebel Troopers. There's just like everything for the movies. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it has a theme and it's very sound mechanically and it is so intense. Like I like to play as the Rebels yes. and just bluffing where the Rebel base is just so satisfying. Yeah. I have not played this one. Yeah. This was all Ash. He just loved yeah, it yeah. so much. He was like, I'm putting it on the yeah, list. I'm putting it like, on the list. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You, 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 take the, you take the wheel. Take the mic. Yeah. Take the Death Star. Yeah, take, yeah. take the, the TIE Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Actually, not TIE Fighter. You're playing as Rebel, but yeah, yeah. I mean, swing. There's like not really like any game I've played. It's like, oh, I have a Death Star, and I'm going to just blow up your planet. <laughs> it's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love War Crimes. <laughs> I love this game. I'm That's so a shelf size mandate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so thrilled that you guys put this on the list because this, um, I played this a few times and some of my favorite memories of gaming come from this game. Uh, my buddy Patrick, uh, he's a huge Star Wars fan. So I only play with him and I go to his house. He's got, you know, the killer surround sound uh, system. All we play is, uh, is all the Star Wars soundtracks. And, we, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, he's got the lights and everything. It's an amazing experience. Cool. And you guys were right. It is tense. You know, when you're trying to hide as the rebels and, like, knowing that the Empire's like, so close to you. Oh, I literally start sweating. I'm like, no, not don't go there. Don't go there. It's, oh, mm-hmm. it's so good on so many levels. And I, I'm glad that this is on the list. It's rock-solid mechanisms, but through the roof um, theme, of course. It's mm-hmm. such a good call. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot that I need to get the expansion. So get the one day, yeah, get the expansion. It's better with the expansion. Yeah, <laughs> you play with the base game when he's red wrong. You gotta play with the expansion. I have heard. Yeah, I have heard that that specific term, that specific phrase somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the expansion it, it changes up combat a little, from what I remember, and it does add all the cool uh, some more uh, characters as well. So. Yeah, very, very cool game. Great choice for our number uh, nice. 10 there. Well done. Uh, you haven't played it yet, Chris? I haven't, but my buddy Zach has it. And so, like, we just need to schedule a time. He's, like, my num- my number one gaming partner, probably. He lives just down the street. So, like, he just got it recently. So I'm very, very excited to try it out because nice. I I know I'm going to love it. I, I feel yeah. you because Ash keeps telling me stories. Like, the one time I think he told <laughs> yeah. me he put the Rebel base, like, right next to the Empire. Just, <laughs> just as, like, the most outlandish thing you could possibly do. And just really, it did not get found for, like, the longest time. It's like... 
So you were playing as Pranav? Yeah, Pranav, yeah. He was just like, are you stupid? <laughs> I, mean, it's like, I mean, it worked, but like, why would you do that? <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. just the fact that you can do stuff like that makes me so excited, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it's just, yeah. 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 So Pran- cool. our, our gaming buddy that I play with, Pranav, he's like, oh, I will have like the best way to sweep the sweep the entire solar system. <laughs> so he does it like in this solved way. I'm like, no, you just missed like this very obvious place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, talk to Richard now via the magic of a video. Richard's got our number nine. Take it away, Richard. Okay, great. Finally, first of all, let me say it is so awesome to finally have Shelfside on the table. Ash and Dan, you know how much I love you. You know how long I've wanted this to happen. And uh, what a great topic, Ameritrash games, or thematic games for folks who prefer. And uh, interesting entry so far. Last Night on Earth, I'll be honest, I've never played it. I've never really had any interest in it whatsoever, but I've always heard good things about it over the years. HeroQuest, I can say... I actually played this with an old friend of mine from the video game industry and my wife, Jen, many, many years ago, back in the 90s. And to this day, it is still one of the most memorable board game experiences I've ever had. So I think that's a reasonable one. But uh, number 10, Star Wars Rebellion. Um, Yeah, I get it. But I would like to see your Star Wars and raise you some Star Trek with Star Trek Fleet Captains, which is our combined number nine, and it is phenomenal. If I'm going to play a big, epic, long, heavily thematic game with a whole bunch of dice chucking and some head-to-head conflict, this is where I'm going to want to go uh, to the final frontier, to the undiscovered country, because this um, uh, Hero Clicks game from WizKids just does everything perfectly. Perfectly. Uh, this is the ultimate Star Trek, um, you know, next gen Deep Space Nine Voyager uh, experience condensed down into a box. Uh, each player has their own fleet of ships, depending on what faction they're in. You are, um, you know, going out and exploring strange new worlds, flipping over tiles, never knowing what you're going to find there. You might run into Q, you might run into, uh, you know, classic episodes, all kinds of fun stuff, and you're setting up bases. Um, you know, trying to manage a deck full of characters from all, you know, going all the way back to the original series, all of whom have very strongly thematically grounded mechanisms that are tied. I mean, you know, there are away missions, there's cloaking devices, everything is in this game. And then as well, hey, if you're the Klingons, you better believe you are going to be hunting down those Federation dogs and trying to blow them out of the sky every step of the way. This game is phenomenal. And like I said, if I'm going to play an Ameritrash game, uh, I am definitely going to be having a great time with uh, Star Trek Fleet Captains. Special shout out to uh, Dad's Gaming Addiction, uh, a really great YouTube channel. I'm using his video to show uh, you know, the breadth and scope of this wonderful, wonderful game. Anyway, uh, that's number nine, Fleet Captains. Back to you guys. Wow, Star Trek Fleet Captains. I've never heard of this game. I literally have not heard a thing, and it looks interesting. Um, I was really curious to see what Richard was going to add to this list. I know this is not probably mm-hmm. his style of uh, genre, right? But um, I'm not familiar with this game. Are any of you guys uh, play this game or even? Nope. No, no. 
I didn't watch no. up to season four of a TNG though. <laughs> well, there you go. You basically out. played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are so many Star Trek blanks. You know what I mean? Like Star Trek Five Year mm-hmm. Missions, Star Trek Missions, Star Trek Frontiers, right? yeah. all of the different things that I've probably heard of it at some point in time. Somebody's been like, "This is a fun game," and I probably went, "Great," and then moved on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's on the list because yeah. uh, if you're a big Star Trek fan, well, it's. Uh, it's nice to have one uh, a nice sandbox that you can play in, right? I agree. And we get to uh, placate the fans because it is one above Star Wars game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm calling an audible. I'm uh, next next one. Star 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 Wars Rebellion. <laughs> That'll be my pick. My next pick, Star Wars Rebellion. <laughs> Speaking of our next pick, let's move on to our number eight. It's back to you, Chris. Uh, all right, so for, for, for my number eight, I picked the sort of uh, best iteration of a system that I feel like a lot of people get into board gaming. This was one of my first five board games, I think, when I really started getting the hobby. Um, well, not this version because it wasn't out yet, but it's Betrayal Legacy. Mm. So I'm picking Betrayal Legacy specifically, uh, but it's the Betrayal House on the Hill also falls into this category. Uh, I think Betrayal Legacy is the potentially the optimal way to play Betrayal at House on the Hill. Uh, instead of the the regular game and that's just because with betrayal at house on the hill things can be so swingy some of the some of the scenarios that you encounter just feel not really well written or like poorly balanced i haven't played the new edition so maybe that's been tweaked i only played like the second edition mm-hmm. i guess because now they're on their third edition but i think with betrayal legacy you kind of get a fix on that because you you have in a way, it's weird because in Legacy, you usually don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like they have less scenarios that they needed to work on for Betrayal Legacy than they did for the actual game because it's only like a 12 sort of game campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, th- this kind of, again, you're you're searching, you're searching through houses, you're rolling dice, random events are going to happen to you. The whole game is just, I walk into a room and something strange will happen to me. And it's how do I respond to that before the, the switch of who becomes the traitor? It's filled with theme. I don't care about the mechanics in it whatsoever, but I care about the story. Uh, and that's that's the common theme on uh, on my on my picks. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's still something that I I would plan like halfway through a campaign of a trail legacy right now, and each one of the haunts has been has had like a little nice delightful little twist that we can all go, oh, that was like it creates a lovely little moment in the gaming session. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is really nice that it is, it feels more structured and um, you can still get that betrayal aspect. When, when my friend was like, Hey, I got betrayal legacy. Do you want to play it with me? My initial reaction was like, ah, I, yeah, I've played betrayal, but I, I think this, I'm really glad I did because I think this is the sort of best iteration on that system uh, because uh, it feels more streamlined and focused and still gives you all of that fun of exploration and fun of the trader twist. And yeah, so that's uh, that's why I put it on on our list. Sounds nice. cool that there's a less jank going on because sometimes yeah, certain yeah. ones are like, oh, that's super jank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make up your own rules. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Right. The, I don't think I've ever house ruled um, a game more than Betrayal because you're yeah. in it. And you're like, ah, just do whatever feels like it yeah, makes yeah. sense. It's like, you're <laughs> you like don't show me the hidden book, right? Because I'm yeah. this. It just makes something yeah. up. Yeah. It's like, whatever you choose, we'll trust you. At the end, we'll look at it and see if you, you did the right call. But like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's, if you're do, like, I once had a tentacle that could move through walls. It wasn't supposed to move through walls. And afterwards, <laughs> we're like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It was just a tentacle. It's just a monster running around. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's. 
Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, I think a lot less janky with betrayal legacy, which, uh, yeah. which mm-hmm. is I would, exciting. Yeah. I would love to play uh legacy. I, I've only played the, the original version a couple of times and I, it's a totally broken game, but um, it, oh, you know, yeah, 100%. Go, but, but it's so much fun. I would totally play it anytime, you know, because it mm-hmm. always led to these great stories afterwards. Like, oh, like you're, you know, in yep. your case, the tentacle going through the wall, or I think there's that one room that you can't like actually access, or I forget what it is, some really weird thing. Like, how did this room show up here or whatever? But it's moments like that. Like, it, it's fun. It's just a really the theme of betrayal and. Uh, just the fun moments that I've had playing that game. It's totally worth house ruling or, you know, just, yeah, you just, Oh, you we just don't need buy to in. worry about the rules at this point. You know, it's all about the story. Yeah. And, um, it's always fun to see that twist where, you know, the one person goes on the haunt or whatever. And I I've always yeah. enjoyed it. So I, I can't wait to play the uh, legacy version. My favorite from the base was uh, there was one haunt that had like, Three traders and one normal guy, and I won't say what happened mm. to it, but that's yeah, what stuck with me. Yeah, that was, no. that was whoa, that was a night yeah. of absolute shenanigans <laughs> happening. Oh my god, because <laughs> like the one dude was so confused the entire time, it was like hilarious to see that play, play out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the one where there's like you, you there's an unknown trader and you're all maybe infected and so mm. if you go into a room with each other nice. then you have to like show each other your to- swap tokens and if you get the one token then you get infected too <laughs> uh, it. and it's like did did the parasite now are you on the parasites team now and you're like ah oh, dang it i'm on the parasites team and so like it grows over nice. as you're like running through it's like okay come meet up with me i'm trying to give you this thing that we need to win it's like totally i need that thing to win just come and come into I'll the room give you with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah strangely it uses this card it says it's our last night on earth uh if you if you want to kiss you can and it encourages uh, you to do that <laughs> no i'm serious i'm pretty sure that's a card in the game <laughs> and that's what totally. I love about- and it's in it's in betrayal as well yeah. in betrayal as well i literally saw him just pause his phone he's like googling like this is- <laughs> I <know>. Google it. <laughs> yeah. and that's what's so great about betrayal right you could totally do random stuff like that and it works you know <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh nice call just Chris. just put into google um it's our last night on earth lots of kissing and see what <laughs> see what comes up i'm sure you'll find it <laughs> Oh, yeah, but uh, Betrayal Legacy, great pick. Uh, when I released both of our reviews for Betrayal 2nd Edition and 3rd Edition, people are like, you got to mm. check out Legacy. So it's mm. been on our list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to try it out. Um, yeah, good call, Chris. Very Ameritrashy. Let's move on to our number seven, which will be my pick. Um, we actually, I think Ashton mentioned it earlier on the show. So without any further ado, number seven is Dead of Winter. Uh, this is one of my favorite nice. games, uh, Meritrash or not. I love, love this game. And we're talking about Will Wheaton as well. This is where I first saw it was on Tabletop, Will Wheaton. And and just, it totally captured my imagination. You know, just like, here we are trying to survive post-apocalyptic uh, in the dead of winter, literally. And talk about thematic. Those crossroad cards, you know, you draw one. It's an, basically an event card. Bad things usually happen. Uh, but what's fun about this, it's got that uh, trader mechanism, just like in Betrayal, like, Someone or some people may be traitors, and you don't know because you're trying to complete missions. It's a cooperative game, or actually, it's a semi-cooperative game. You have like a group mission, but there everyone has their own um, uh, solitaire mission, and one or two, one person may be a traitor or not. It just depends on the random draw of the cards. But 
I love this. And, you know, they, they're showing the little die right there. That's what really <laughs> made me think of Ameritrash. Because that die, <laughs> yep. I've died because mm-hmm. of that stupid die so many times in this yes. game. <laughs> right? It's like, what, one in eight to die? Yeah, no, I think it's like one in <laughs> no, 12, no, one isn't 12. it? It's like a 12. D12. It's like like every turn we took, by the way, we rolled the bite. <laughs> oh, I have too. I totally, I'm like, how is this a D12? It shows up way yeah. more than it should. <laughs> But yeah. that's very skewed perceptions of the game. Yeah. yeah, we did. And that's the fun. Okay, of no this more game. traveling. Yeah. That, <laughs> but that's yeah, the fun of this game. Yeah, very traveling gas. Totally. Um, like first time we played games, that's two people just die right off the bat. We're yeah. like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. So you should be reading the rules right there. It's like, yeah, it yeah. says, you know, you roll the tooth, you die, and then you start rolling for everyone else. That's yeah, the spot yeah. they move to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And again, like all these other games that we've been talking about so far, the theme is just right there in your face. It's so good. It's so well written. Um, and I've always enjoyed this game. In fact, one of my favorite memories of gaming, that was the very first time I played this game where a buddy of mine, you know, I got into this open gaming group uh, in my in my town. I was there for a couple of months and became friends with everyone. And when we first, when I first played this game, my buddy of mine convinced everyone that i was the traitor and i was like there's no way blah 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 don't listen to him and sure enough he won the game because he was the traitor he had gotten everyone to vote me out to exile me and things like that they stick with you because it's storytelling it's fun it's funny and you remember that and the mechanisms are solid as well and it's just that die oh the the bite die always gets you uh but that's our number seven game on the list dead of winter so going back to the pre-show, you mentioned you don't like social deduction. So what what still draws you to Dead of Winter? Just the yeah. theme is just that good. That that's that's the thing. You're you're totally right. So yeah, I'm not a social deduction fan, but sometimes it works. And I really, for me, the theme in this one really takes it over the edge because I, you know, you talked about being tense in uh, Star Wars Rebellion. I get the same feeling in Dead of Winter. It's like, oh, someone is going to rat me out or someone is, you know, the the traitor when I am, I, I'm not. So I think that takes it past like, okay, I may not like deduction games or social deduction games, but I like it here. It'll, it'll work mm-hmm. here. Um, it's not my favorite mechanism, but hey, it's got dice. It's got that bite die that's always good for laughs. And, you know, <laughs> I, I will play this game anytime. It, it, it's wonderful. Nice. But do you have any thoughts on the experience? <laughs> the expansion I, I have not played the expansion i really want to isn't that the one where you oh can you're play, missing now like, oh, oh, my God. It's so good. It's all right in front of us actually <laughs> oh my god I, that's like uh, right there if you're talking about dumb I things get... happening with the the bite expansion that's like <laughs> even more dumb things it it just like takes everything silly about the game and says like why don't we just throw in like three times as much of that Aha. <laughs> nice. Now are you talking about the um the long the long, yeah, the long, the long the Warring yeah, yeah. Colonies? I've not played the Warring Colonies now. Okay. I, yeah, I haven't played Warring Colonies either. I have a friend who's Dead of Winter is their number one game and they despise Warring Colonies. They're like, oh. it's so long. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a there's game not, or something, right? <laughs> yeah, there's not the interaction that you want. Ooh. They said like don't ever do it. Meanwhile, Long Night's like, yeah, I'm going to send my monkey to the science laboratory to find yeah, a yeah. teleporting <laughs> portal so I can have teleport between places. <laughs> and he also took a pill in the meantime, so he's like extremely intelligent and like actually can vote really hard. You know he's a monkey. So like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I also, like, at some point, some dude found like a grenade launcher that like fires drones. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen anymore. Like, um, okay. I always like playing the, and the regular the Dead of Winter's like, like, Is it Sparky? Uh, Sparky, Sparky, yeah. Yeah. Sparky, yeah. I love Sparky. Also the Mall Santa. 
Yeah, the boss. Like, one of my friends like oh, refuses yeah. to play Dead Winter anymore unless um, he can both play as the monkey and Sparky. It's just it's super funny. <laughs> he tries to find him weapons right off the bat because it's just very funny imagining like dogs and monkeys running around with just guns. Just <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I, need I just love that that Forest Plum's ability is that you can just voluntarily exile him and the morale will go yep. up because yep. he's so creepy. Yeah. And everyone will just be very happy he's not yeah. like, oh, <laughs> like, listen, we'll take the hit on food. More, that's great. Like I had a very memorable game where like he like was the hero of the colony. Like he he went out, slew like <laughs> hordes of zombies, and the morale was still too low. So he mentioned like as my final act, I will leave. <laughs> you know, he went down a hero. Everyone loved him. Oh, that's great. Okay, so that's our number seven. Get down to winter. Let's move on to our number six shelf side. What you got for us? Take it away, Daniel. Wait, which game was we had like two games on this list? Yeah, this is the one that starts with M. That's the yes. M. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just forgot the order, my bad. But yeah, Mansions of Madness is something else. Oh, oh my God. Now, I'm a guy who loves me some of that nonsensical, eldritch, Lovecraftian, uh, just board game theming. That's just, it's everywhere. But Mansions of Madness, oh, this one, by far the best. All right. So in this game, you are playing as investigators exploring Probably a mansion, not always a mansion, usually a mansion. You go in there, you're trying to investigate, see what's going on. And you, know, you may not even know the objective right off the bat because there are different scenarios, right? Different levels of this game you can play. And as you're exploring the dungeon, you have, you have to figure it out because you're investigators, right? You're going into rooms, you're rolling tons of dice to be like, what do I find in this room? Is it a clue? Is it a gun? Or maybe a bad oof, oh, a zombie or like, oh, a big tentacle monster. Oh, no, that's more spicy things happening in the game. And to top it all off, this game has an app manage all this for you. So it's like super brain dead to get it going. Like I get like the easiest time, just set it up. It's like, okay, put everything out. Hey, app, what am I doing? Okay, cool. Uh, so I, I, this is what I got. All right, the check succeeded. Oh, okay. The app tells me I found this candle in that room. Okay, I found a candle. Oh, uh, hey, app, what did I find in that room? Oh, that room is the one with the zombie. Oh, we better run. We better leave. And it's not super annoying. You don't have to like go to the app and be like, I, I, the zombies in this room, mm-hmm. zombies in that room, blah, blah, blah. No, you just still are playing the board game. It's just that anytime you are doing anything that's like, hey, like the zombie doesn't attack, right? You don't need to tell the app where this is happening. You just kind of like, hey, the zombie doesn't attack. And suddenly it like pulls up a prompt that's extremely descriptive. It's like the zombie is groaning. It's, it's moving. It's shambling. It's disgusting. It scares you. Roll a mental check or a will check. Bull check. I don't even remember the names anymore. But like, yeah, the point is yeah. the variation of like, how the enemies can attack and what like you can find in the rooms it's just so novel right it like a hundred a hundred percent just beats out having like a deck of cards you have to draw through and to like see the next random thing that happens because the app is just like well it's an app it can have so many different things that can happen from like how you interact with everything so that's just what really seals the deal for me yeah the app does a really good job of hiding like story points in the scenario too yeah yeah there's i guess i don't want to spoil too much but there's like a lot of npcs and they'll have dialogue trees if you were to do that with like a deck of cards Right. Not fun. <laughs> it would be and horrible. Also, yeah. like for replayability, they can just like put things in different rooms too. Yeah, like yeah. Even in the same scenario, it's like, why if they go to, like this end of the map this time, I'm like, oh, that's a different path. This app, that end has like way more zombies on it. We're like, oh god, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, I remember this was probably one of the first board games I played that had that app integration to it, and it was brilliant. You know, just all the upkeep that that alone right there. You don't have to deal with any you know upkeep or whatever. And as Ashton was talking about, you know, hiding those narrative points, it was, it was great. And it, it worked seamlessly uh, the times that I played it. And it was a fantastic experience. Again, very Ameritrash. You got that really great story and it hooks you in there. And yeah, I, it's it's a great choice for, for this list. 
something that really seals the merit tragedy for me is the insanity mechanic. I mean, I always have to bring this up. It's like my bingo card. Every time we talk about Mansion of Madness, mm-hmm. I bring this up. Where if your character goes insane, you get a secret objective, which may or may not be uh, betraying the team you were on or setting the house on fire. Or maybe it's just you can't talk. <laughs> There's like all sorts of like funny things there. Cool. Yeah, I just like uh, non-stop rolling dice and that like, oh, look, <laughs> there's a check. Roll dice. Hey, app, what happens? Like, mm-hmm. you just go non-stop. And it's just, it's, yeah. it never gets mm-hmm. old because it's yeah. just like, whoa, a new dumb thing happened. Wow. Yeah. Also, it's cool. One of the scenarios has like a monster moving around. You're not sure like why. So you have to get to the like the solution of why that's happening, which also cool. gives the game a big mystery element that not mm-hmm. a lot of like board games have. I mean, in general, yeah. it's a huge yeah. mystery element because yeah, yeah. you, know, you have to investigate and be like, what are we even doing here? What is happening? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Where is the madness? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Great nice. choice uh, for Good number pick. six of Masters of Madness. Moving on, we're getting to the top five now, friends, and Richard's got us uh, for number five. Uh, Richard, what you got? All right, three more excellent choices. I've only ever played the original Betrayal House on Hill, and I thought it was very, very cool. I would definitely love someday to get to play through the Legacy Edition, but of course, it's not going to work very well as a two-player game, is it? Probably not, but someday, someday, it's on my list of things to try out. And the same thing is true for Dead of Winter. Um, Again, not very good. I did actually try this with Jen as a two-player game. It is not worth it. We actually um, didn't even make it through the uh, experience. But someday, I'll get to play it at a convention or something like that. Um, and Mansions of Madness, uh, Ash and Dan, wow. Um, here's what I'm really curious about, since I'm pre-recording. Did you pick Mansion of Madness first or second edition? Because if you're like me, you know that the first edition is actually superior to the second edition. And um, don't at me, anybody who would happily agree to disagree, but oh man, the original game, I still have very, very fond memories of playing that um, over lunch breaks with my buddies and co-workers at uh, Splash Damage. I was always the uh, Dungeon Master equivalent, and all those fun little puzzles, and trying to create exciting moments for them. It's the closest I've ever been to an actual proper Dungeon Master, and it's fantastic. And the app of the second edition cannot come close. Nothing compares to um, you know, Mansions of Madness first edition. But uh, all as great as all of those are, none of them can beat number five on the list, for my taste anyway. A uh, more obscure game from Portal Games, Theseus Dark Orbit. And I gotta say, um, this one is really, really near and dear to my heart, because this game is really just about as close as you can get to James Cameron's Aliens in board game form. And the brilliant thing is, even though this is incredibly richly thematic and has all the trappings of a proper Ameritrash-style game, this is another one of the very few games over the years that Jen and I have enjoyed going head-to-head. Meanwhile, Daisy is barking off camera. What is it, Daisy? Uh, Jen will take care of it. Anyway... Um, you know, because one player will play as the scientist on a spooky, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, abandoned alien, um, what do you call it, space station, being chased by xenomorph-style aliens. Or uh, players could also play as space marines trying to hunt down those xenomorphs. Or the space marines could be trying to hunt down the scientists. Or there's a fourth faction, the uh, gray aliens, that are just sitting back studying what everybody is doing. There's tons of really cool thematic 
trappings to this game because every faction has different goals they're trying to do, has different tools and equipment and abilities that are thematically grounded, and um, all squeezed into this tight little space, constantly running into each other and um, creating problems for each other. And it's really, really smart. One of the best games from Portal ever. Um, you know, and uh, you know the designer of Nirishima Hex. This game is so sharp. And if all that weren't enough, I've just been talking about the Ameritrash-style thematic elements that come through so brilliantly. But here's what I didn't mention. This game has Euro bona fides as well, because the entire space station is a Moncala. Um, you know, it doesn't look like it, it doesn't feel like it, but it is. And so on my turn, I am grabbing members of my team of aliens or scientists or marines or great... And then there's actually a fifth mysterious ancient uh, alien race too, uh, which I never actually... The Pandoras, I think. Anyway, I grab a certain number of them and move them around and activate where I drop off and install traps for other people or listening devices or all kinds of stuff. This game is so cool. Uh, it is such a shame that it has been forgotten throughout time because it is one of the greatest heavily thematic Ameritrash, wonderfully evocative board games of all time. Number five, Theseus Dark Orbit. Okay, Richard, that is two for two. This is the second game I have never heard of. Theseus Dark yeah. Orbit. It looks pretty we cool, some though. Underground stuff. Yeah, he's totally underground. I mean, we're talking like think, I've never heard of this game or yeah. the, the Star Trek game, but it looks pretty cool. Uh, I was surprised to find out that that was like a Moncala style mechanism, which you normally don't associate with, uh, you know, Ameritrash games. But then he talked about how it was like aliens, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm totally down with that theme. Let's go blow up some aliens with a bunch of guns and stuff. But I don't know, guys. Thoughts? Have have <laughs> first of all, have you ever heard of this game? Yeah, either any? Nope. Nope. Okay. I, I think Richard's going off the rails here. He's going. He's just going hot he's take city. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's like, this is the best version of Alien. No, Nemesis is. And um, <laughs> and then two, he's he's saying something that I've never heard anybody say that Manages the Madness Edition One is better than Number Two. Yeah. No. Right. No way. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, no way that that's a real thing that anyone who hasn't had their head run over by an RV would ever say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I got I got the first editions of Mansion of the Madness. I opened the box. I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, this is not what people are talking about." And I closed the box <laughs> and I got rid of it. Like, I, and that was my Mansion of the Madness experience. I mean, maybe you like, play with a really good GM and then I uh, save the whole maybe thing. You do. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that can make or break it, right? So. Yeah, that's true, right? And being able to get that GM experience, I see why he it holds uh, fondness yeah. in in his heart. But uh, okay. to our lighting, we look heavenly right now. This is awesome. Oh, there's a light <laughs> yeah. right behind yeah. us shining look through. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I called you my two beautiful angels. Exactly. That's that's who we have on the show. Uh, <laughs> let's go to our number four. Uh, getting from our other beautiful angel, Chris. You've got four for us. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, I'm, I went on about. Um, Older editions, not living up to newer editions, but this older edition does because we're going for our fourth one. We're going to Arkham with Arkham Horror second edition. Nice. Specifically the second edition, uh, not the third edition. Uh, and I I still really enjoy this game. It's it, I, I, I know that they did some changes. They tried to streamline things in the third edition. I haven't played the third edition, but I'm still willing to be like the child who refuses to eat their broccoli because they think it tastes bad. Uh, I'm staying with my second edition. Uh, the, 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 the storytelling in this is great, and, and the gameplay itself is really fun. You have a big board of Arkham 
and the goal is to go around and get clues. When you get clues, you can close portals that keep on spewing out monsters of Arkham. And when you do that, you have to creep through the streets. You can sneak by monsters. You can fight the monsters. You have your different life and insanity stats, uh, stat, a stat tracker that you can adjust and move up and down, which balances what you're going to choose basically like strength or, or intelligence. Those are the kind of the, the, the back and forth that you get to choose. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a really fun time, deeply interesting characters and, and memorable moments. Uh, every place you visit has like a deck of seven cards that you shuffle and you flip over the event. Then you read the little event, you see what happens. It's a lot of, I, all of my stuff is kind of flip and see what happens, I guess. Well, not, not really last night on earth, but, um, <laughs> Roll but, uh, <laughs> yeah, roll and see what happens. Ameritrash and see what happens. Um, yeah, there, there's just there's. I've had a lot of fun with this game. Uh, it, it's it's tough to get to the table, but I have a good friend of mine who really really loves it as well. And so e- even though I've been contemplating, like it's been on the it's been on my chopping block to get rid of from my collection for a little bit because I have a friend who is the person who I play it with, and we don't need two copies. Even though I've been like talking myself out of that over and over. It's it's stuck around too, and just because I like having it on the shelf, I like remembering the memories of it. I there was like a Facebook memory from 13 years ago of somebody reminding me that my poor dog Duke got sacrificed, uh, <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, remember that time when when I killed your dog?" And I was like, "I do remember that time, and it still sticks with me." And I, that's why we are no longer friends. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's just a really a really fun large expansive story uh and and lots of fun going to the different the different locations and trying to get clue tokens very simple in gameplay but it stretches out over a long time and that's it's an it's a a time investment that i'm willing to put in because it is such a fun fun experience nice and i do want to point out this video from caselli reviews i don't know what this is but apparently it's a board game song based on arkham horror the music video so <laughs> folks, i love uh, the dude who's just yeah. playing through the portal <laughs> yeah check that yeah. out and um this is a, one of those themes, uh, Chris. That I'm not. I'm not really in the whole Cthulhu thing uh, and Arkham yeah. Horror, but this game, I've heard nothing but great things about it, and I know it's one of those games I need to play at some point. Um, you know, I don't, I'm that, that video is sort of etched in my brain now. But it, uh, it plays about an hour per player, I'd okay. say. And if you're doing a two player, you're you're generally two handing yeah. characters, so an hour per character, I should say. Okay. But apparently, it's it's worth it, right? I mean, it's it's on your list, so it's fun. It's yeah. a great fun game that I would be very happy to carve out uh, an afternoon or evening to play. Nice, yeah. awesome, cool. I think we okay. played first edition Arkham Horror. We played second. Se- oh, so we did. We, we did. haven't played this, and we didn't like it. Oh yeah, oh, like Eldritch <laughs> more. We like Eldritch more. Yeah, that's but, fair. But I haven't played Eldritch. Yeah. But I know it's more streamlined too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like Eldritch, Eldritch is think, basically yeah. the same game, but just like. On a global yeah. scale, which is why I enjoy it way more. Mm. Yeah, it's like yeah. Arkham. I'm like, well, if this is localized, I'd rather just be playing Mansion because I like Eldritch more. Mm. Yeah, Got it. fair, okay. totally fair. I think you're not you're not in the minority on that at all. I think Eldritch has replaced Arkham for a lot of people. I've never played Eldritch Horror, so it could it could do the same for me. But it's just more epic to me because it's like you're saving the whole world in that one, and like the yeah. Doom track on that having like you know like Cthulhu looming down on you before he just spawns on the board. That's a feeling that to me, Arkham just could never hit because it's like, right. oh, oh god, like Doomsday is coming and the world will end, and like you're putting so much stuff like on like different countries on the map, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. wow, like 
these threats feel just so titanic. They feel eldritch. They feel, you know, out of this world. <laughs> they feel <laughs> horror. <laughs> yeah, there's like TikTok men spawning in Japan and like goat monsters you have to find in Africa. TikTok's hitting Japan now. Whoa, yeah. man. That's going, that's going crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of great memories of the eldritch. Yeah. I think nice. when we played Arkham first, though, we would have liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah, but we played Eldritch yeah, first. We played Eldritch first. This is, Arkham was, I think, out of out of circulation when we yeah, started playing. It was out yep. of yeah. it was yeah. out of print for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, math real quick. I've been holding sim for a while. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our top three now. We've got three left here. And um this one is gonna go to me. Uh I've got a third one. This one, it's a game that I got many, many, many years ago uh, when I first got in the hobby, and I was excited because I got a good deal on it. Chris, you'll appreciate this. I got a used copy of this for, for like 10 bucks, 10 US, and the game is Nexus Ops. And I, when I think Ameritrash, I think Nexus Ops. This is, it's sort of like basically a 4X game. You know, we we're talking uh, earlier about um, in the pre show about Last Light, Roy Kennedy's game. This was to me like a 4X game that plays in 90 minutes. It's quick. It's fast. It's very Ameritrashy. It's a sci-fi game. Your corporation's taking over this planet. You're, um, you know, doing the forex thing, exploiting and exploring and uh, getting those resources to get monsters, basically. And your monsters are your ships and and whatnot. And you're gonna battle all the other corporations. It's very like you move. You get some resources. You spend those resources to get these new ships, which you can see here. This one is the Avalon Hill edition. I have the Fantasy Flight edition, which I think looks better overall. But, you know, either edition's fun. Uh, you get your ships or your uh, monsters, and then you go to battle. And it's dice-chucking. And what really, I thought for, again, again this game's like 20-something years old. What I thought was a really cool little stroke of genius back then, they had secret mission cards. So... Not only do you get points for destroying all this stuff, but you also get secret missions where you're going to score points. Hey, if I control a certain part of the board, or if I you know, destroy a certain number of um, uh, ships or whatever, then I will score points. And it's very, it's got this like king of the hill type thing where, you know, whoever's in the lead will have, you know, a, basically a target on the back. So, oh man, I've had a lot of great games of this at two, three, and four players. It's just, it's not a heavy game at all. It's a, it's a lighter game, but... It's just super fun, and when you're chucking dice against your opponents, against your friends, and uh, actually, I have a really good memory of this with my nephew, and he was like seven years old at the time, and I, you know, I was thinking, hey, you know, maybe we can play some Candyland or whatever, and he's like, Uncle, what's that? He saw my shelf. He's like, he pointed right <laughs> at Nexus Ops. I was like, okay, yeah, we can play this, and you know, I brought it out. We set it up for two player, and you know, he needed a little help with it, but he pretty much got it, and. You know, wow, nice. He, yeah, he legit won the game. He, he had he had the better dice rolls. That's my my explanation. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got lucky, buddy. But um, it it was a great time, and it was one of those games that is very accessible. And I think for Meritrash, it doesn't get much better than uh, Nexus Ops, yeah. folks. It, it's so good, and that's why on our combined list, it's made it to number three. Nexus Ops. Nice. Never played it. Sounds cool. Never played it. Sounds I've cool. I've never played it. I'm pretty sure as a game I have uh, Nexus Ops. Yeah. yeah. I think we would enjoy it. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. So I just can't. Yeah. I like to explain it like this. Again, it's an older game. I feel like it's t- it take it took some uh some of the DNA and the like older versions of Twilight Imperium, uh, where you're building up your fleet and 
it just it really streamlined it down to like so anyone can play it. It's not nearly as deep as Twilight Imperium, but it also has those uh, secret mission cards, just like Twilight Imperium, right? You have your uh, missions, like aha, I did this, I get a point or whatever. This has a very similar thing to it. Again, it's very, way more accessible. It's for you know a, a broad, uh, mainstream audience, but oh, I love it. it it's so much dice shucking. Um, it, it's a great time, so I highly recommend it, folks. Uh, checking it out. That is our Does number three. It? Does it have asymmetry though? Um, No, it doesn't. But here's a great thing, Ashton. What I I love Uh about this, so it doesn't have asymmetry, but there are so many fans of this game. On BGG, someone came up with asymmetric factions. They printed out sheets. I have that in my edition. That's how I play it now. Uh, So everyone has their own little faction. Oh, it's brilliant. And it's, it does, it, it deepens the game and adds complexity to it. But it's still, it's a much faster game to play than uh, some of the bigger 4X games. But yeah. Okay. I'll go on eBay after this and see if I can get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, check That's it out. Good. Yeah. Cool. Well, loving four X's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to our number two. We got two more games left to talk about, friends. It's back to the shelf side crew. All right. Well, this is it. This is one for all the marbles. <laughs> yes. Cowabunga. Yeah, the big the... gahunas. The big <laughs> one. Or not one. Four. The Twilight four. Imperium the four. four. Yes. I, I expected yes. this to be your pick. <laughs> yep. Same. Yes. We just keep coming back to it year after year. It's just it's just our go-to, not even just Ameritrash, it's just our go-to game. Anytime, yeah. like, for some reason, there's six people free and we just happen to have six hours, we're like, that's not like TI4. And it's just like, update, okay, this is happening. Okay. Love yeah, it. and with the expansion, Prophecy of Kings is like, wow, this game is, like, way more fun, actually. You got to play with the expansion. Yeah. expansion. <laughs> yeah, so for those people who don't know what DI, TI4 is, it's like a space opera, so you control an alien civilization. You're trying to get the most points, become the emperor of the universe, and there's like a middle called Mechatol Rex that you're all fighting over. We also have secret objectives and uh, public objectives to do. The game has so many different, like, just things to work around to just... One, politically maneuver around the table, and two, throw dice at. And, oh, man, that's what we're here for, baby. Oh, the space fights in this game are something else. And they don't even feel like BS. It's like, no, that guy, you know, probably wins. He has, like, I don't know, like, three more big ships than I do. He rolls more dice. Like, yeah. by, all, by all odds, he wins at, like, 90% of the time. So, like, you get the occasional weird, goofy thing where it's like, Wow, that one fighter soloed the Dreadnought. Like, what the... F- but most of the time, it's not going to happen. All right? Like... But the dice still keep it so, so fresh, so real. It's just like, wow. Like, it's just so clean. It'd be like, wow, each ship just rolls a die. Boom. See how many get hits. Keep going back and forth. Very clean. Wow. That, that's just like as, like, just straightforward as it gets for just big epic space fights, which this game does massively because there's so many different types of ships with different roll values. It's so fun. It's like, wow, my war son rolls three dice. And, oh, they all hit on three plus. On 10-sided die, oh, that's basically a Death Star, which I know Ashton said he likes a lot. What do you look at that? <laughs> oh, and also there's like, what, like 18 factions? I don't even remember. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the factions, like, so this is the fourth edition of TI, and they really dialed in, like, all the backstory and nuance of the factions. So it, it really feels like, at least for me, like, every time I play and I pay, play a different faction, it's just, like, entirely different. Like you got people that are really good at trading. You got space pirates. There's even a plant faction you can play. The spawn, one. <laughs> yeah, spawn troops in really weird ways. And then now with the expansion, you have once <laughs> per 
you have you have once per games for the for the faction. So everyone has once per games. They have once per rounds, and you unlock them as the game goes and on. A passive ability, yeah. and a passive ability. This is and a max, very clever yeah. way to rebalance the game because some of the uh, really weak ones got a like they got a nice fresh coat of paint, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite ones, the uh, Lizix. They uh, are extremely all about just dreadnoughts. A lot of they, they love dreadnoughts. They just love going in and bombarding places. But in the base game, unfortunately. There's a very easy way to counter that. It's called building a PDS, Planetary Defense System, Planetary Defense yeah. Shield. I forget what that's. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So PDS, nightmare, all right? When it's there, <laughs> you can't bombard. So what's the point of having all the dreadnoughts? So then in the expansion, it's like, well, Lizix players, you can do a thing actually to unlock a way to bypass yeah. the PDSs now. And it's like, oh, they actually work now. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have fun just bombing places very very horrifically mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah shelf side I mean, all about yeah. that those war crimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah in space though yeah in space, space yeah on in a space, bigger space. scale yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I know people complain like though the game is like really long but i think the length actually works a lot in the game's favor because you have a lot of time to negotiate all the little nuances of making alliances deciding who can attack where and getting to use your troops a lot getting to fight a lot with them getting to fight over mechal rex and having stories of oh he used to own mechal rex at the beginning of the game then someone else fought it they built a base there then someone else made this giant army and came in but maybe it was too late in the game whereas Just one yeah. huge cycle of yeah. violence like yeah, oh yeah. that guy attacked me i'm gonna attack him yeah. i was like wait that guy's my ally i'm gonna jump in on this fight and that guy's like well i need to do this for an objective it's just yeah. it's just a hilarious yeah. mess happening half the time dude oh and then mechal just in the middle i'm just like I want to go on Mechtel. Mm-hmm. And then Mechtel's, dude, living on Mechtel, like if, imagine like being a civilian living on Mechtel Rex. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, the next guy just came in and we're being bombed again. Sick. All right. Yeah. Oh, who rules us now? Great. You'll be here for like, I don't know, like a round at best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think imagine also, being a yeah. bunker salesman on Mechtel Rex. <laughs> Make the big bucks. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I will say, though, is that base game, unfortunately, this is one of those games where uh, this meme is no longer ironic because I actually don't like it with the base game with the expansion. I, oh, mm, it is my jam because the objectives yeah. get so much more crazier. And then also, of course, the faction rebalances it's just added like, yeah. so much to it. Basically, I'm kind of just like, I've, I've, this is kind of funny because we've played it too many times. Played like, so much. It's like, yeah. I've seen, I've done it. It's like, wow, we're, we're at that high point of privilege where it's like, yeah, I've played a, a TI4 base game like a million times. I'm kind of sick yeah. of it, actually. We, 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 we got like six people together that often, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a time we played in like three and a half hours. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's a great feeling. Yeah, I would I, say if we play base game, most of the time it's actually just under five hours. Like, it's definitely yeah. not a whole day thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I, I'm... I, this was going to be my number one game, uh, but I knew that you guys were coming on. I figured, okay, they're gonna—they're definitely putting this on there, so there was no need for me to add, add to it. Except I love everything about this game, and the expansion is amazing. I'm a big um, Jolnar fan. I like being the space nerds, but you know, I—I—it's I, everything I love about this game for all the reasons you talked about. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I Chris. actively dislike it. <laughs> you actively—I uh, played it twice. I've. I played oh, it twice, really? I, and yeah, yeah, no, like I, I really, I really bounced off of it, and I was so yeah. sad that I did because I'd heard such great things. But I would, I would much rather play Dune uh, yeah. or Galactic Era, which I know you guys played oh, as well. Oh, okay, I, re- oh, I, I really like that one. Oh, my yeah. god, that's crazy! Yeah. I wouldn't call yeah. it a mirror trashy though. Right? It's now three systems on the border. And it's like that sounds like attack my neighbors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, I will. I totally feel you. Feel you on this. Like Ti three. Um, I feel like that's also a game where like I liked it, but also that felt like 
too much for me for what it was. It was like the well, yeah. it's like a way longer game. You know, yeah. tech system is unbelievably convoluted. Like, right, yeah. or just streamlines it in all the ways I like perfectly asked yeah, for. Yeah. Whereas like three, it's like no, I would ever go back and play that honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, we, I don't think I'd play three again. <laughs> like, I don't know if that would address your issues with the game because like honestly, yeah, totally real. Like if. Or being more streamlined and possibly having more things to do. Like, for example, on the story that you're talking about, right? In four, well, this is an expansion, unfortunately, not basically, but in expansion, yeah, yeah. you can actually explore planets and like flip over like right. a card and like actually get and something get tangible stuff. beyond yep. just their stats. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you can, like, this planet has like a secret relic. Like, whoa, right? That, yeah, adds I, I like that sort so of much stuff, exploration right? yeah. to me. So, like, so, I think, so, I think in three, they had little token maybe on the planets that you flipped and something happened, but I okay. might be yeah, but I think forgetting it was just that. With, um, it wasn't like a card, yeah. I think it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would fix the game for you, but I would assume that like yeah. there's too many other things that are probably problematic because, like, yeah, four I, basically I found, streamlines it and then adds in more of the cool stuff. I don't know if that cool stuff would tell you over, so yeah, I was also bummed that it felt like the it felt like the fights because they weren't tied to point. I know you have to fight to like take over systems mm-hmm. and like they're so they're important in that way, but I was like th- that they're the way of the way of thinking about the about the ship battles is more about control rather than like, oh, I do this ship battle, I'm like, oh wait. We did that for no reason. <laughs> There's like really no reason to yeah, shift just yeah, destroying yeah, all of our resources. That's why I love the expansion uh, so much. It's also yeah. that's a huge reason why I just cannot go cool. back to base four edition. Yeah. yeah, definitely check it well, out. I would, <laughs> I would be willing to try it, but it's also it's also one of those things too where like I know it's my experience with GI three, yeah. and then it's like okay, I know that the the ideal way is to do it with four and the expansion, right? Like I've heard that a bunch, but I also think. I'm like, okay, well, then you're getting into like the 250 realm, which honestly yeah, isn't yeah. Yep. isn't different than a lot of Kickstarters nowadays. Like mm. g- game prices are going up and up <laughs> right. and up. Um, the yeah. <laughs> <in the exchange>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but for that like a price, I'm like, uh, I have games that like scratch that itch. Like I don't play a, a, as much Dune as I want to. And I friggin' love Dune. Yeah. Um, and and so like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with my TI experience and not dipping into that, but it's not, totally. but this, this at least makes me consider if somebody was like, you need to play TI four with expansions with me. I could, could, I could be talked in maybe to another game. There you go. Awesome. Sounds totally reasonable to me. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, I don't expect yeah. you to go through the effort of doing all out of yourself, but yeah. you know, if buddy yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Hey, we got TI four going on with the expansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got tacos. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Put those rattle running yeah, shorts together now because expansion goes up to eight players now. Seven people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, speaking of rattle, let's see what he's got for the number one on our top 12 Ameritrash game. All right. We're getting close to the end and the heavy hitters are coming out. Arkham Horror Second Edition. Nope, nope, no. Here's my experience with Arkham Horror. Back when I first got into board gaming, whatever now, 12 years ago, I heard so many things about it. I wanted to try it. It was very expensive, or at least what passed for expensive back in the day. And I saw somebody selling a used copy for like 15 bucks on Board Game Geek. And I'm like, okay, well, fine. It was one of the first used games I ever bought on Board Game Geek using the excellent marketplace. It finally showed up, and it was the first edition from the 80s. And that was absolutely terrible. Oh my gosh. But I'll be honest, I didn't really like second edition much. 
much more. To me, it typifies all the most extreme excesses of Ameritrash-style gaming, but I cannot deny it creates memorable experiences. It is, you know, mood and atmosphere personified. Definitely not for me, though. Neither is Nexus Ops. Yeah, armies, endless armies of, of plastic crashing into each other, but I totally understand why it would make the list. And, well, how did you let Shelfside take your number one game, Twilight Imperium? That's your baby. I guess you're probably just being polite to the guests. And, by the way, not for nothing, I still haven't played it. I'm still down to play this. Well, I am in L.A. next week. I'm hanging out with you. Maybe we could get Shay to come over and some other people and have a big epic. I don't know. Maybe we even film it. I don't know. I've been wanting to get a run-through of Twilight Imperium on the channel forever. Maybe next week is the time. We will see. But that's for the future me. Today me, right now me, I'm going to talk about our combined number one, and I'm totally cheating, but I've got to give it to Forsaken. Oh, man. And I know I'm cheating because, I mean, have any of you actually played it? It's not out yet. It is going to be coming soon. I did cover it when it was crowdfunding. And yeah, uh, you know, just I went back and watched my video a bit to remind myself just how hard I fell in love with this game. There is no two ways about it. This is basically a big, sprawling, epic, thematic, uh, you know, Amerigame, Amerigo, whatever you want to call them, Ameritrash-style game. Um, but it works so great. The narrative of this spaghetti western in space is so beautifully uh, implemented here. I mean, if you've ever wanted to play Mandalorian Season 1, the board game... That's what this game is. You know, mysterious characters in, in uh, you know on, a, on an abandoned mining planet with full of desperate people, all kinds of quests to go on, personal quests that we're on, uh, public quests that will literally change the face of the entire planet. There's so much replayability, especially because even if you know your playable characters' stories, you've gone through all the branching paths, there's randomly generated stories that you can experience with them as well. Um, and it is so sharp, so much fun. Um, I thought about actually talking about it when we had uh, Travis Chance, because he was the designer on it, but I figured, no, I, I, I don't want to... It just felt kind of weird to, you know, effuse praise while Travis is here. But Travis, oh my gosh, man, this game is so amazing. And I think once people start getting their hands on it, because I believe it is getting close to shipping, maybe early 2024, I think I will not be the only person out there who proclaims Forsaken is the greatest Ameritrash-style game of all time. And I'll throw it back to you guys. And as a quick reminder, folks, stick around for the post show. Or folks, hit the links down in the show notes to go to the extended edition of this because i've got a few more games to talk about in the post show okay guys okay guys uh yeah richard three for three i have no idea about this game forsaken another one i haven't heard about but if he's talking, cooking yeah if he's talking spec literally in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah space western in or uh, yeah space western type game i'm you got me sold spaghetti western in space i'm i'm sold i i want to give it a shot it, it does look good. I remember when it was on Kickstarter. It was on Kickstarter within the past couple of years, so I have naturally looked at it. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it seemed fun. I think it was also by Game Trace had a lot. There's a lot of Game Trace stuff and a lot of, like, a, extra organizational and that, which un, un, also ups the price, too. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking that it was, like, and I remember the shipping being a bit expensive, too. So that's always, like, I'm like, ah! I'm always saying too much shipping, which, which, uh, yeah. which is a real thing. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's my my tip. But I remember it looking cool for sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, everything okay with the shelf side, guys? I don't know what happened uh, while we were going over the uh, number one game. 
did the equipment fall apart? What's going on? This yeah, is, I'm not sure. Yeah, this is the beauty of uh, filming this live here on Twitch, folks. Uh, you all get to see all the <laughs> you non crazy stuff. But apparently, Ashton, are everything okay? <laughs> Bring it in there. Yeah, <laughs> we got to gotta charge the laptop. Oh, okay. Oh, laptop's about to laptop die. Laptop's about nice. to die. All right. Well, that's yeah. perfect timing. Very professional. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are saying right now. Yeah, Can that's actually well, a good timing because we're wrapping timing. up the show right now. We want to That's thank true. you all for watching. Be sure to click the show notes below for the extended version where you can hear all about the shelf side guys. And also you can hear about more games that would have made our top mm -hmm. 12, but uh, shelf side Ashton, Daniel, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, Chris is always a bang up job as the co-host of the R&R show. And until next time, folks, we'll see you later uh, here on the Rattle Rescue channel. Take care. So long. Bye-bye. And hello, we're back. Folks, we're going to wrap things up. We are going uh, a little over today, but um, that's okay. Yeah. As long as you guys don't have anything planned for the next uh, 10 minutes or so, uh, we'll do a post show. That, if that works still at work. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, great. All right. So we probably have a video from Richard about his honorable picks. We should get that out of the way for our timing first, yep. eh? So here we go. Richard, what other games would have made your list, uh, friend? Let's see what he's got. All right, all right, all right. I gave my top three in our combined top 12, and I'm going to tell you about seven more so I can round out my uh, top 10. Although, folks, this is not the first time I've done this list. I did it many, many years ago. There'll be a link for it down in the show notes if you want to hear my original top 10 thematic games. And there's going to be some overlap, but a bunch of new games. So so you already heard me talk about, oh, uh, what was it? Forsaken, Theseus Dark Orbit, and um, Star Trek Fleet Captains. But Catacombs 3rd Edition just missed making my list. Such an awesome game of disc flicking. One player is the evil dungeon master trying to destroy the uh, other player or players who are the brave adventurers. Um, you know, not a lot of plastic, you know, just pieces of wood instead, but definitely wonderful thematic, great, great stuff. These are in no order, by the way, uh, particularly. Uh, but Dead Reckoning, I kind of thought this might have made somebody else's list too. I don't know, maybe a lot of my games are kind of hybrid, kind of Ameritrash slash Eurowe. But I'll own it. That's who I am. And I think this is a fantastic game using the um, John D. Clare's uh, card crafting system from... Oh, what's it called? I can't think of the original game now. The Forest one! Anyway, though, uh, big, sprawling uh, pirates adventuring throughout the Caribbean, having all kinds of great stuff with um, you know upgrading your crew and a big, long, epic, very thematic experience. Uh, Atlas, Duel for the Vanity. Uh, Ash and Dan had Nexus Ops. Well... You might want to check out Atlas. I, to me, this is the greatest head-to-head -head players skirmishing with lots of plastic pieces all over the board because before the game starts, players actually custom design their faction uh, by combining different powers to create cool new um, soldiers and creatures and whatnot to deploy on the battlefield. It's, again, one of the very, very few games Jen and I have enjoyed over the years that is having us head-to-head -head, um, you know, dueling each other. And uh, Duel for Divinity. It should not be forgotten. Um, let's see, what else did I have? Unsettled. Oh my gosh, this game is such a, probably the most richest, thematic, in, um, engaging, and beautiful uh, experience I've ever had in board gaming. This is hard sci-fi. This is not science fantasy like Star Wars. This is you know using uh, their best bets to create truly alien environments for us to crash land on and explore and try to survive. Uh, there's so much in the base box. It's gotten an expansion with a bunch of extra stuff. It is 
is amazing. Again, maybe more hybrid-y, but um, awesome. And then I had a couple of, a few uh, co-op games. I was leaving co-op off because Ameritrash is traditionally more head-to-head, but I had some co-ops. I already talked about this in the miniatures one last time. Uh, the Walking Dead No Sanctuary is amazing. Incredibly thematic. Captures all the best elements of the best of what Walking Dead, the franchise, did with everybody working together, but everybody having their own agendas as well. If you like Dead of Winter, you owe it to yourself to check out uh, Walking Dead No Sanctuary from the Sadler Brothers, who, uh, man, I had several of their games I could have mentioned as well, but this is my favorite of everything they've ever done. Kick-Ass the Board Game, another cooperative uh, game, really does a wonderful job of, you know, hey, it is a lot of dice rolling and trying to beat thugs and supervillains while trying to balance your day-to-day real life. Uh, Very wonderful thematic, uh, you know, a game. And, oh, Fate Forge, Chronicles of Khan, another game that nobody can play yet, but it will be coming soon. This is the sequel to Vengeance, which I thought about putting on the list as well, but I like Fate Forge more. Uh, It's based on a very popular, um, you know, pen and paper role-playing tabletop RPG system, the Fate Forge system, but, oh man, watch my run-through. When people get their hands on this, um, you know, uh, it's it's so amazing. Uh, You know, big, sprawling narrative campaign adventure punctuated by fast, exciting, tension-filled, dice-driven combat sequences that are really quite unlike anything else out there, except for its predecessor, Vengeance. Fantastic stuff. And, uh, hey, it's been great, everybody. Can't wait to see what everybody has to say. Uh, Thanks again for being on the show, Shelfside. Folks, check out the links down below. Everybody should subscribe to them. They are the best. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, interesting choice of Dead Reckoning. I, I would not think of that as a America Trash game, but um, and the game you he was referring catacombs to catacombs too. Yeah, catacombs too. Uh, the game he was referred yeah. to was uh, Mystic Bale. Uh, that that's the one with the yeah. card crafting. But um, I, I like Rado is running through uh, off tracks actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah <I> love <laughs> rail. Rado runs off rail. Rado runs off the rails. It's a spinoff. Totally, <laughs> it's, it's um, happening right now. Yeah. So other uh, games on my list that didn't make it. So my number one was Twilight Imperium, but I knew Shelf Side was coming on. So, the, uh, you know, of course, they're going to uh, be talking about that. I also had Small yeah. World, uh, an old school, you know, take on risk. Uh, but that, you know, was way that I thought was a pretty successful um, uh, take on risk that didn't have to take about 10 hours to play or whatever. Um, also, uh, you, you all talked about dice. Yeah, uh, you talked about Betrayal um, Legacy. I had the original Betrayal uh, on my list, mm-hmm. along with Hero Quest, Out of Winter, Nexus Ops, and also Survive, Escape from Atlantis, uh, another classic. I, I call it Ameritrash just because you're always out there hosing the other players, um, so I threw it there. So yeah, those are the games on my list. What about you guys? Ooh. All right, so two, I got Oath and Cthulhu Death May Die. I am a huge Lovecraft fan, as you probably uh, have noticed, but... Yep. Oh my god, both these games have by far some of the stupidest occurrences happening on the red <laughs> when I come to this month. <laughs> like, if you wanted to just play mansions and not investigate, and you just want to just run in with a shotgun and start shooting things, uh, that is Cthulhu Death May Die. Yeah. Like, you just go yeah. in, it's like, alright, what's the goal? We have to kill a boss. Okay, let's run in and uh, let's just start blasting away. <laughs> <laughs> and you just roll dice for everything. And there's also a very nice dice reroll me- uh, mechanic. That's another thing I enjoy a lot, is uh, whenever there's like a well thought out mechanism of like, okay, here's a resource you got that can be used to reroll dice. And here's all these weird things you got to do to refresh it. Because in that game, there's a rest action, which you can choose to either heal yourself or to heal your dice rerolls. And uh, that's a very important decision to make a lot because it's like, ooh, how much do I want to push my luck here? And that's always fun. Mm-hmm. As for Oath, that one is just 
Oh my god. Mm, that's just cowabunga of the game. Um, it's like the closest thing I can say to D&D in a board game. I'm, I'm being real here with that. I, I, cool. That's like a phrase that gets like, brought up quite a bit. It's like, yeah. I just, this game has like, you know, an app or something or something to take care of that. It feels like someone's like running my game from. It's like, no, oh, it's like, I say this in not like the, like, I don't know, like function mechanics of the game. I'm saying it more in like the vibes and how people want to play it. Because that's a game where your decisions barely matter like to the point where it's like this is the most ameritrash to that degree it's like <laughs> what you do basically is borderline just useless it's more about the story that's being told because the whole point of the game again is to make history happen because again the game yeah. state carries over through all your other games and so if you play with the same group over and over again you get to actually go like wow we actually caused impact to this land it stands in who rules it and what's going on like that's a very cool feeling. So people just constantly role playing what their country is doing, or if they're yep. the descendants of that guy who was like a friend of this guy from the past games. Like, dude, the way it gets people to just be dumb is phenomenal. And of course, the dice rolling is just, it's chaotic because like there's two X's on the defense die. So like if you're lucky, you could just be like, oh, that guy's like the most well thought out plan attack. And then like, yeah, I just roll like a two X into a two X into a two X. So I like eight times my defense. Yeah, uh, that's impossible. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we also have Eldritch Horror that we brought up before. Mm-hmm. It's kind nice. of like a like a classic of ours. I mean, we've played like so many more nuanced co-op games since that, but that that just has like a soft spot in my heart. It's just you know, yeah. as we were saying before, globe trotting, just going to all these different countries and activating things and buying all these cool items, casting buying spells, buying the expansion, yeah, which brings buying, new life into yeah, it. Yeah, buying like what six expansions or something. There's so much. <laughs> after. I thought buying like two. Am I, am I... No, no, no. You can buy like. Oh, so, you yeah. can. Okay, yeah, yeah. but we have two expansions: the mm-hmm. Forsaken Lore, which I think is like almost mandatory buying. <laughs> Classic yeah. games where like the base game is just like yeah, there's like. Nothing going on here. You have to buy an expansion to make it actually yeah. work. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just garbage without. You know? Yeah, it's just really garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But truly though, with Eldritch, like straight up, like half the content is missing. Like I would say, because oh, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Without Forsaken lore, like the uh, elder, like uh, elder ones you're fighting, like have like what, like almost like half as many things you can do with them. Like it's crazy. Like what? yeah, like the general explorations are so like it's like, like eight, eight cards. There's yeah. eight cards per deck without the expansion, <laughs> which brings up to, like twenty. It's like, are you kidding me? Like okay. Thank you, FFG. <laughs> Thank you, FFG. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What about you, Chris? Uh, what was on your list that didn't make the top four? Uh, yeah, I was contemplating, like I mentioned, like Zombicide, Nemesis. I didn't, Dead of Winter didn't even make my radar, but I, because I forgot about the, uh, I was like, yeah, I guess you roll dice, but you, those are your actions, but I forgot about the the bite. The bite. And I was like, yeah. when you talked about the bite, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's real. That's real theme-y. Um, Sailing it in the in the comments had a serious question. Would too many bones be considered Ameritrash? And I've been ah. thinking about this since um, they asked that, and I still don't have an answer. Uh, because like I would want mine to be like really theme-filled. You roll a lot of dice, and there is that that battle, but I think maybe because... The battle takes place on the four by four mat and it feels a little bit more abstracted. I don't know, but I think maybe. I think what do you what do you what do you guys think about it? That question. I have not played it. I have not played it. Yeah. Also, to me, dice doesn't necessarily mean like Ameritrash. For example, yeah. like I love root. I wouldn't yeah. really call it Ameritrash because oh, yeah. the results on the dice are like really small. It's like a zero to right. three. So like yeah. range yeah. of alchemy isn't anything like crazy. Yeah. You roll a ton yeah. of dice in that game, but it's like the variance isn't really there at all. Like yeah. most how many fights, like 
yeah, you score like a two. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, it's expected, you know? Like, yeah. But like, same with Castles of Burgundy, right? Like, you're rolling dice, but it's a worker placement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't, yeah, that's definitely not a match game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you played uh, Too Many Bones, Royal? I, I haven't. Um, it's one of those games mm. that I've always, right, well, I'm again, the only one then. <laughs> yeah, it's on the, it's, yeah, it's on the, the, the bucket list uh, of games I want to mm-hmm. play because, yeah, Chip Theory games always next level production and the uh, components and stuff. And yeah. I have not played it. Well, then I guess my I don't know stands as our universal <laughs> <laughs> opinion. You are the expert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know what, what I would put too many bones in. Tech trees. That's what I put it in. Tech it's, trees. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, any other games that uh, didn't make the list, Chris, or are we good? No, no, I was I was looking through and I was like, oh yeah, okay. There are a lot of Ameritrash that, that were on the list that I don't like, and so I didn't yeah. want to put it on the list. Yeah, because I was like, well, I don't like it, so why would I? <laughs> why would I talk about it? Exactly. Uh, so that that was more when I was like scrolling through and trying to find some. It was it was harder for me to find the ones that I that I did like yeah. uh, versus the ones yeah. that I didn't like. Cool. Um, All right. Yeah. That is going to do it, folks. We've gone over. Thank you for hanging out with us uh, today. Appreciate you. Um, and I know that Twitch was being super weird today. Uh, weird. For those of you yeah. watching, thank you for sticking around as much as you did and for as long as you did. Um, guys, Shelfside, thank you so much for joining us. This has been mm-hmm. great. Y'all are great. Yeah. Super fun hanging out. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. Love having oh, yeah, you on it's been here. Fun, yeah. uh, you want to give a, a plug to anything? I mean, again, NDAs out the window. It'll be our little secret, but uh, <laughs> anything, uh, any videos that you have that are coming up, either uh, that have been released recently or coming up, uh, feel free to plug right now. You've got a couple of seconds to do that. Sure. Well, we got Daniel's massive ETO review. It's like, <laughs> two plus hours so that nice. one's really cool <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. i mean he went through like two cycles of the game right i went through half the game which is one cycle and half another cycle okay wow yeah it's it's a lot yeah we worked on it for a long time <laughs> that one, yeah a lot of, a lot of days in the studio <laughs> as long as on the frost open one but yeah yeah yeah. Nice. yeah and then i also got uh, some more shell side plays dropping later this uh this month and then we i just had a social reduction video i dropped like yesterday so that one's fun to make oh, okay and cool. if you want to find us uh it's just shelf side at youtube shelf Side yeah. go on YouTube, bam, mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, for a lot of our socials, they tend to be shelf side YT because mm-hmm. like shelf side just was taken. Yeah, and now YT yeah. doesn't mean white, it means YT as in you know, YouTube. <laughs> I know TikTok, right? YT now just means white nowadays. Very unfortunate, I know, but is that yeah. what it means? Oh no, yeah. So when you go, it says like YT people. Oh, you have to know no. the context of whether or not to talk about YouTubers or saying white people. Wow. Okay. Oh, you no, learn something new every awful. day. I just, that's, uh, yeah. I, I want to plug the video on shelf side too. And I think it is what your favorite board game says about you. That's where the expansion <laughs> comes from. If you were wondering why, why we were saying that over and over, that's where that comes from. So you should all go watch that yeah, right yeah. now. Also for a sure. little bit on, on hero quest, which is a, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Bear trash game. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So folks, yeah. I just dropped There's the a link. Lot of in. Yeah. <laughs> I just dropped expansion the link. Expansion bits too, real honestly. It's just yeah. like, at a certain yeah. point, I'm like, I'm just making fun of this. This is just like, we're yeah. putting that in the video. Screw it. Like, yeah. people just say that too much. It's just, I'm just, no, just chill out. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's real. Actually, you know what? Too often it is real. That's probably why they don't yeah. chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we uh, raid? We're going to raid the Good Time Society folks. They are getting ready to play some games with uh, Peter Hayward. I, they're going to be playing Critter Kitchen, Ooh, which is, I think, nice. uh, getting close to uh, finishing up their Kickstarter. So, uh chris final thoughts uh every every person who goes to good time society twitch uh say in the chat how much you can't wait to see ruel and ashton and daniel on good time society 
That's what I want you there to do. There you go. There you go, folks. All right. Thank you for that. You guys are close. You're close enough to make the drive. Yeah. I couldn't get they're, there. They're yeah, super sure, close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, folks. Thank you again for watching. This has been the R&R&R show. We're sending you on the raid in 10 seconds. Uh, let me make sure this button's been pressed. Yes, I did press that button. This button's good to go. We got five seconds, four, three, and I will make sure Bye, we go over there. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, B. Travis. Thank you, friends. And uh, the raid should start right now. Boom, boom, boom. And yep, I'm going to be there. Okay, cool.